Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag three, whoever he is. Get your blood fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to person. Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot? Out here in the fields, I fought for my meals. Former President Trump has just started making public remarks. We do not intend to carry these remarks live. There is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. What we fully expect to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. Serious? We do have now some of the sound, as I told you, we're not carrying his remarks live because, frankly, he says a lot of things that are not true and sometimes potentially dangerous. The folks in the control room, I don't need to see any more of that. He's trying to turn it into a spectacle. That's enough of that. I doubt it. You are fake news. Congratulations, buddy. Very fake news. You sound like a hysterical, bleeping, snowflake, lesbo bleep. Well, she's a guy, so... <laughs> Man, you suck. Fuck you. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Blonde. All right, the uh, hold in the barf contest has begun. I see. It's been a real rough day, guys. I will Look not. My nose. I will not have it. you steal this Father's Day from me. Happy Father's Day! I did. <laughs> I did text you though. Yeah, that's fair. true. I did see that earlier. T- women making it about themselves <laughs> on Father's Day. But actually, that's we're both true. in the wrong. Happy Juneteenth, everybody! I, I really right. don't want to overshadow Juneteenth, yeah. the holiday, the holiday that nobody even knows what it is, but we still celebrate it for some reason. Is it black people? Is it gay people? I don't even know. Something like that. It's uh, it's the new 4th of July. Oh. And uh, the festivities have already kicked off in Chicago, as we'll get to in a moment. A, moment. a celebratory mass shooting of 20 or so people doesn't really count, though, because it's the wrong color. So moving on. Uh, plenty Wait, to just 20 get... black people got killed? I don't know the, the identities of who. It's not killed. One person got killed, but 20 got shot. Many wow, of that raised. is one out of 20. That's weak. Well, when you're just People uh, suck at this, when you're just uh, spraying a Glock indiscriminately, you know, that's that's kind of how it goes. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Other items to discuss tonight include Daniel Penny, the former Marine who restrained Jordan Neely on the subway last month. He was formally uh, indicted and um, he's speaking to a camera, at least for the first time, to explain what happened. Twitter is on fire over the weekend with a proposed debate between uh, vaccine scientist, esteemed vaccine scientist, Dr. Peter Hotez, and evil anti-vaxxer and presidential candidate, Robert F. Kennedy, 
to be hosted by Joe Rogan. This after what is it up to? Eight hundred thousand dollars is the last I checked. I've seen eight hundred thousand. I've seen one point five million. Some people say they're donating and appear to be serious. Some say that they're they seem to be joking. I don't know. It's a lot of money for the charity of Doctor Hote has his choice that is being rejected currently. Uh, but um, so far he's refusing. I the the chances of this actually happening uh, happening I would put next to zero percent. But. Uh, we will check in with that story. A Muslim city council in Michigan bans the pride flag, at least from city property, while courageous lesbians kiss at the meeting to defy them. Did you see the Muslim reaction faces? Yeah. <laughs> After the lesbian kiss. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, the feds are at it again here in Montana. There's a gun shop up in Great Falls that was raided by the feds for curious reasons. We'll get to exactly what documentation the gun shop owner says the feds took and uh, the lack of explanation for why they took it later in the show. Plus, we have several cases of hoax hate, including. I think it's got to be one of the most mysterious and consequential hoax hate cases ever because two people are dead because of this story. And Fatal. one horribly maimed. Yes. Yeah. So was this hoax hate murder? Was it hoax, hate, fatal accident? These aren't rhetorical questions. We actually don't know because the story is so bizarre. We're going to get Robert Stack from Beyond the Grave. Bring him back for <laughs> unsolved hoax, hate mysteries. Because this one is bizarre. And before we get out of here, tonight's movie review appropriately for Father's Day is The Godfather. So stick around. We'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers of course it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material remember you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website that is mattchristensenmedia.com listener support is hugely appreciated and it is what keeps the show operational so if you enjoy the show please consider supporting the show we also have show merchandise for sale over on the site Plus, we have offers from friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates that hate you. Well, not anymore. The high noon safety razor from Western Razor is made in America with all metal, no plastic, long-lasting construction, and uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety Those razor... Those motherfuckers. Has big razor. Indeed. The safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave at a lower long-term cost. And Western Razor has just made exciting new product launches as well. Uh, gold and rose gold finishes are now part of the permanent lineup. They're no longer just rare limited edition exotics. The leather razor covers now come in several color options, golf green, grand slam baseball glove red, and gold stamped black, as well as the original natural tone. Plus, there are new value packs, so you can get all of that in one convenient bundle, a razor, extra blades, plus a cover if you want one. And Western Razor is now selling Caswell Massey Shave Cream, the preferred shave cream of George Washington himself. I looked this up and it's legit. It's from all the way back in like 1772 really? or something. That sounds made up, but okay. It, it, they claim it's true. 
In the meantime, Western Razor is working on their own shaving cream as well. So shave better and less expensively and support American manufacturing when you pick up a Western Razor. Get 10% off your entire order using promo code MATT10. That's promo code MATT10 for 10% off everything from Western Razor Company. You can find everything you need from Western Razor plus other great offers from our friendly listener-owned businesses like Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. And don't forget, Hero Soap also has signature soaps from your truly, yours truly. If you haven't heard yet, I haven't mentioned it very commonly, but... Yes, I personally worked with Hero Soap to develop my new signature soaps, Timberline and Old West. Try them both at HeroSoapCompany.com. Promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off. Find more information at MattChristensenMedia.com slash deals as well. Okay, before we get into some news, uh, the move went about as smoothly as possible. So my videos will return this week as planned. Streams will continue as normal. We had a a stream that functioned as normal on Wednesday, so I'm hoping for a stream that functions as normal tonight, and we will carry on every. This is Wednesday how devoted to the show Matt is. The room he's in right now is a different house. It's a different room in a could, different house. Could have said. Can nothing. you believe that? Could have said nothing. It's actually on, like almost identical dimensions within inches. Inches. This I room never is. ever would have known it's exactly yeah the same. That was the goal. Say not. Could have said nothing. No one would ever notice. Uh Anyway, consistency is key. I'm a big fan. Um, I, I mentioned it's not even Juneteenth yet. That, of course, is tomorrow. But the festivities couldn't wait in Chicago, where the celebrations kicked off this weekend in proper Chicago style. In Willowbrook, southwest of the city, there was a Juneteenth celebration in a strip mall parking lot. And I mean, I'm not even joking. It was a legitimate Juneteenth block party of some sort. Uh, of some sort, rather. And this block party extended into the early morning hours Sunday, as in last night, until an unknown number of shooters, for unknown reasons, disrupted the celebration with gunfire. Says one witness, we just heard gunshots. At first it was one, but then it was a whole bunch of gunshots. After that, we started running like, yo, I looked at my friend and we took off running like crazy. When the gunfire ended, one person was dead and at least 20 others were injured. Now I see the report is updated. Now it's up to 22 injured. Uh, two people in critical condition. And uh, many of those injured have graze wounds. For curious reasons, I did check the president's... Uh, well, I checked the uh, president's Twitter account for curious reasons. He, uh, he does not appear to have commented on this particular mass shooting that he would otherwise be <laughs> outspoken about. Despite the wow. very high victim count. So... A block party, it means something entirely different to white people, you know? I, totally you know, different. I guess I haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time at block parties, but if I was going what? to attend, I would prefer for it not to be shot up in this way. Yeah, we, I've never been to a block party where anybody's been shot up. Ah, well, I suppose that is the superior method. Uh, is it a block party or a black party? <laughs> okay. Ah. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's all. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, Check it out. How do I transition out of that? There's no way. This Trump thing, is anybody even talking about it? Uh, it, it well, it is. I, I discussed, we mentioned it last week. It is ridiculous how mundane this is. And so don't worry, I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time talking about it because we already talked about the indictment when it was released uh, into last weekend. 
Of course, Donald Trump was formally arraigned on Tuesday in the federal case involving his handling of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago after his presidency ended. And since we discussed that indictment last weekend, we're not going to revisit those details. Other than I want to note that the timeline taking shape for this trial looks to be, once again, remarkably politically convenient for a case that the Justice Department and the special counsel and the White House, they all claim it has nothing to do with politics. In fact, they're going to take their political convenience here and say it's actually being apolitical. It's respecting, Mm -hmm. it's staying out of uh, any sort of political interference. But uh, just to refresh on the timeline with the Stormy Daniels case, the business records case in New York, that trial is going to begin in March. How very convenient, right in the middle of the primary season, right before the general election campaign kicks off. Coincidence, come on. That, of course, is not the DOJ. That's Alvin Bragg and the Manhattan District Attorney in New York. But according to Jonathan Turley's analysis over at USA Today this week, uh, there are some factors to consider in how this federal case that Trump is now in uh, indicted in, how how that will play out time-wise. So historically, the Justice Department seeks to avoid actions that could influence elections, which of course they're going to do in this case. And the Justice Department has informally defined that rule to mean uh, don't meddle with politicians running for office within 90 days of an election. Uh, So assuming that the DOJ will apply that rule to the primaries and not to the general, that would put the DOJ's target for trial at uh, the first week of November in this case. Now, the DOJ's rule for what qualifies as a speedy trial constitutionally is trial within uh, 70 days of indictment. So that that possibly would put the trial before the end of August. However, it's very likely that Trump waives his uh, speedy trial right in favor of more preparation time <laughs> or in an attempt to delay the case beyond the election. In any case... The Justice Department is strategizing to make Donald Trump a convicted criminal just in the nick of time before any votes are cast, because that means not influencing an election. That's what they're doing here, not influencing the election in any way. And it's very interesting how all of these crimes are years old. I know that the what's what's alleged in the classified documents case is um, is newer than what's going on with Stormy Daniels. Uh, but it is just think about it. Prosecutors in New York and Atlanta and D.C. all discover these crimes just in time to make them perfectly aligned for electoral reasons, all while saying that they're actually respecting the rules about election interference and timeliness. So we're likely not going to see much more in this case until later in the summer at the earliest And now we get to wait for the other two possible, if not likely, Trump indictments, the Georgia case about Trump calling the Secretary of State to find votes, and Jack Smith's other federal case about January 6th. So, that's that. We'll revisit it when more information becomes available. I saw that you went um, full Nazi on Twitter about cyclists. You can talk about a final solution. (laughs) We're talking about cyclists, I see. Ah, well... Often, I'm glad you saw that tweet because that is how I feel. Oh, I retweeted it. I was like, anytime Skag's talking about a final solution, I can get on board. I've arrived. What can I say? He's arrived. Yeah. I didn't think that this was going to be the way, but okay. That's exactly the way that I wanted to frame this story. Whenever we're discussing with our audience, frequently on the Wednesday show. In fact, I think we had a caller just this last week try to get me to come around on the book burning concept or at least understand the context in which it fits. But people was ask, a fed. <laughs> he might have been. <laughs> they, aren't we all in, in one way or another? 
People ask me, hey, what's it going to take for, for you to embrace the full fashy ideology? To realize there's no fixing this mess through the mechanism of freedom and hoping a bunch of degenerates finally discover moral clarity on their own. You have to grasp the reins of power and get these people in line. Well, the answer is cyclist bullshit. As you just noted, nothing brings out my inner Nazi like some cyclist with an aerodynamic helmet and ball-hugging short shorts hogging a shoulder-free road and switching between vehicle and pedestrian traffic rules at his own convenience. In short, uh, as you mentioned, I do indeed believe we need a final solution for the cyclist question. And apparently many agree. I'm not alone because the San Francisco Chronicle has caught on to our hate and is now likening hatred of cyclists to, yes, racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia. In the San Francisco Chronicle this week, opinion writer Ruth Malone writes, quote, hate is dangerous. Now, that's the title here. Hate is dangerous, including against bicyclists. In the article, the author chastises anonymous Internet commenters uh, because they were, were, were rude or they blamed cyclists uh, about the story of a champion cyclist killed in a traffic a- accident in San Francisco in April. The story reads in part. Uh, Just as those who tolerate or encourage racist, sexist, homophobic, or transphobic comments on social media contribute to emboldening those who attack and menace particular groups, people who parrot stereotypical comments about cyclists on social media subtly encourage those who would harm them. Uh, But she's wrong. You know why I hate cyclists? It's not because of a comment I saw on social media. It's because I've experienced cyclists. Uh, That's why I hate cyclists. Think they, they the own road. the road. It's it's the shape shifting. It's hogging an entire lane, but then shape shifting. Ooh, now I'm a pedestrian in the crosswalk because I don't want to stop at this stop sign. Yeah. No, you son of a bitch. You're either a car or you're a pedestrian. You pick one and you yeah, obey. Yeah. This is driving down the road the other day. A cyclist, middle of the road, just middle of the the middle of the road. Why? Why? And then if I hit him on purpose, then you know I'm in for manslaughter yeah. or whatever bullshit the uh the place we have now moved is off of a road that has a 45 mile per hour speed limit and no shoulder and bozeman has a lot of great biking spots if you're into biking to be clear i don't hate people who ride bikes i hate cyclists and there is a difference it people choose to ride their bikes on this road knowing there's no shoulder and knowing that it's reasonably high speed traffic over some kind of hilly terrain so there's some blind spots they I can't believe they actually have fun doing it. So how would it be fun to have gigantic, you know, 2000 pound hunks of metal coming within a few feet of you driving fast? What's the fun in that? It's their thrill. It's It's their skydiving. That's what they're doing. The thrill is that, that they, that everyone has to look out for them and everyone has to sort of yield to the, they enjoy that power that you must yield to me, even though as a matter of traffic, you're still just a car. Anyway, the author continues. Uh, The next time you are tempted to pile on to such a discussion about bicyclists, ask yourself if you are doing so because you consciously or unconsciously resent them for taking up space on the roads. No, I consciously resent them. That's that's very clear. Uh, For taking up space on the roads, for slowing you down in your car, for seemingly being so free while you are stuck in car traffic. And if so... Stop and ask yourself if you can re-envision them in a non-stereotyped way as your own kids, grandmothers, parents, or other people who are 
placed at risk by negative comments. Your words have the power to reinforce hurtful stereotypes or reshape perceptions. Now, as it so happens, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not anti-bike rider. My wife enjoys riding a bike. My dad enjoys <coughs> riding a bike. You know what would happen if either one of them went out to that road with no shoulder and just hogged the whole lane? I'd say, you guys stop that right now. This is a matter of family honor. We're not allowing that. I wouldn't, this, <laughs> placing it in the context of my family does not eliminate my opposition to this on principle. You crazy lady at the San Francisco Chronicle. You know. Anyway, if my family behaved this way, I would still say it's bullshit. That's the, the short way to phrase it. And there is another explanation here. It's like, well, rather than uh, telling everyone to stop hating cyclists and stop calling them jackasses, they could stop behaving like jackasses. That that might uh, cut down on the online hate. I don't know. No, that's not really an option, is it? It's like in their blood. Is it? Uh, is cycling big in Coeur d'Alene? Is that a thing? Oh yeah. Oh, it's a whole thing. Hmm. So they're, people wear their their tight, moisture wicking clothes. So annoying. No. Yeah. I think that my theory here on this sort of lumping cycling into a, a victim narrative is it's exactly that cycling is one. It's predominantly. And I mean, again, this like aerodynamic helmet, short shorts, tight clothes type guy. That is a predominantly white, wealthy activity, generally speaking. Yeah. And so these people, how else <clears throat> if you're in San Francisco and you need to cultivate some sort of victimhood currency, how else do you do it? It has to be cycling. That's how they've done it. Okay. Yeah. This is all a psyop. Is that what you're saying? Well, I just think it's people who, who buy into the, the class victim narrative in that way, but find themselves in a class that they don't view as victims. So they have to reclassify into a victim class. And that's, that's Isn't that what they always do. Yeah, I suppose maybe that's the theory behind the tranny stuff and all the rest. Oh Yes. But maybe it's not that bad. I I'm just in general, White woman wins racial discrimination lawsuit. Shocking. Blown away. Oh, no, this is great. You know, we really should be suing because we have to remember that some existing laws may, in fact, serve to protect us. I mean, usually not. I kind of can't believe that this happened. But in the event that it does, did you know that this chick, Shannon Phillips, she wasn't even at work that day? She wasn't even there. I thought she day. was the one who called 911. She wasn't? No, no. I, she wasn't I even there. I couldn't remember this story until an emailer reminded me. Oh, yeah, that one at Starbucks where they were they wouldn't pay. They just wanted to hang out and use the bathroom, but they wouldn't buy anything. And so they said, yes. get out. So we talked about this a long time ago. Yeah. This was in April 2018. Two black men, Dante Robinson and Rashawn Nelson. They're not even trying. Were arrested um, while waiting for a business meeting. Uh-huh. Um, after an employee called 911 and accused the men of trespassing. So they they refused to make a purchase and they're like, yo, give me them bathroom keys. And then somebody, not this lady that got fired. Was, was there like, a recording? That's how it sounded. No, but I guarantee that's right. how it sounds. I, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. I was speculating wildly that Rashawn and Dante talk like that. Well, they are in this um, Good Morning America interview. We could verify. Uh, um, so they wanted the bathroom keys and the, some other white lady or white man at the store was like, brah, like you know, just buy something and I'll give you the bathroom key. And they were like, Oh, we ain't buying shit. And then 911, you know, the police came and it was a whole thing. And there were all these protests. Uh, and then a month later, Shannon Phillips, who was the regional director of the chain, uh, got terminated. And she was like, I wasn't even at the store that day. I just dealt with the fallout of all of this stuff. 
but they had to have some head on pike situation because Starbucks was getting rigged over the rigged over the coals by black people. Remember, um, so um, she remember they 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 gave these two guys like full college scholarships too. Starbucks did, yeah, like two hundred thousand dollars in scholarships or something like that. Whatever. Anyway, so she uh, she sued and claimed in a lawsuit that her race was clearly a determinative factor in Starbucks' decision to fire her. And uh, she won after a six-day trial um, and ordered Starbucks to pay her $25.6 million in settlement money, including punitive and compensatory damage. Now, Nicholas Sandman, would I be in his situation for the money? Yes. Kyle Rittenhouse, probably not. Because Definitely even not can... Kyle Rittenhouse. Could I stand yeah. up to uh, Nathan Phillips? Yes. Do I want to get in a gunfight sure. with a bunch of crazies? No. No deal. Yeah. And then you have to carry the weight of like having killed somebody, even though who he killed is not really a person. It just doesn't really matter. Shoot me. No, I, I can't say it. I can't say that the soft N word, but <laughs> famous last words of uh, Joseph Rosenbaum. Yeah, really. Um, but this chick, uh, I would totally take this situation for $25.6 million over five years. Yeah, I, you? I, I, like I guess she had I, to deal with some shit for like, a few months and everybody's like, Ooh, white lady raises, which is what people say to us all the time anyway. And then she gets $25.6 million. Oh, that is so sweet. What Seems like sweet a, revenge. A pretty great payout. I, I have no idea how these things are calculated. I, she yeah. seems like, like, you know, what she's regional manager at Starbucks lady. So she's something above like store manager. She's not high yeah. level executive. I, and there were, there was probably like punitive, punitive reputational damage. Yeah. And then, um, all the wages she would have earned working for the rest of her life because she's unhirable. I'm sure that was factored in. Yeah, I guess. So. Uh, this is awesome though. You know, every once in a while, it's so nice to get a win. Oh, here I am in my Starbucks mansion, never working a day again yeah, because of real. all the Starbucks money, these Starbucks bucks, Starbucks huh. bucks. So if people are in the situation, I mean, they, they really should consider is consider retaining an attorney. And um, I guess and, it, well, this and was, and this was in Pennsylvania. This was not even in, uh, like some ultra red state or something. This was in, uh, this happened in Philadelphia, right? Oh, New Jersey jury. So maybe she is in, maybe she lives in New Jersey or something, but even still that's happened in a, in a, I wonder if she's a shit lib. That would really disappoint me. Probably. That's how it usually turns out. Whoa. Well, we'll have some more uh, pride month ongoings later in the show, but before then pride is going way too far in Toronto where it's not just that every business has a rainbow flag in the window, but now at least in one case, all the employees have AIDS too, or to be fair, uh, just HIV. But this week, Casey house, which is a specialty HIV hospital in Toronto hosted June's HIV positive eatery or HIV plus eatery. An evening of specialty cocktails and a multi-course dinner, all prepared by people living with HIV. This event actually started in 2017 and has since grown in popularity as a fundraiser for the hospital. Tickets this year completely sold out. Uh, I'm glad to see that many of these HIV chefs wear masks while cooking the food. So go ahead oh, and be God. wildly irresponsible with your gay sex and your drug use or whoever it is that you got the HIV. That's all fine. But at this establishment, we draw the line, the sanitation line, at uh, breathing like a normal person. That we cannot tolerate. <sighs> Except for this guy. Maybe it's optional. This guy in the middle, and I guess this guy down here doesn't have, uh, doesn't have a mask. Anyway, 
Uh, are you barfing from uh, the pregnancy or from the, the idea of the HIV positive restaurant? You know, it's both. It's all this gay stuff. Because then I think of like butt sex and then I throw up. And, you know, it's just <laughs> mostly it's the pregnancy. though. Well, this was sort of a foregone conclusion. I feel dumb for ever doubting that Alvin Bragg was going to pursue this to the full extent. But now it is formalized. Now a grand jury in New York has actually indicted uh, Daniel Penny of the Jordan Neely yes. case. What's the what are the details? So he was indicted on second degree manslaughter charges. Uh, an arraignment's expected to be held on June 28th. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but uh, he surrendered himself to police last month for second degree manslaughter, and he's been out on a hundred thousand dollar bond. Um, but he did appear. Oh man, is this guy like the most handsome guy you've ever seen? Just incredibly Even handsome. The, I was the, the hair like, is kind of nickelbacky, but the mustache works, I guess. I don't like a curly headed man, but I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, whoa. Um, and he does give us some more information. I did not know this, but Jordan Neely gets on the gets on the train and he oh sorry. Then he takes his jacket off and then he throws it at some people. And then he looks at a group of women and children and he says, I'm gonna kill you and I don't care if I go to jail for the rest of my life for it. And then he's just screaming at people, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm gonna kill you right now. I don't care what happened. And he's just, you know, he's straight up saying, and and uh and um Penny was like there were people of all races on the plane on, on the uh, train. Cause we were in New York city. So like this wasn't, it's clearly was not a racially motivated crime. He was yelling at like black women and children and stuff. Um, yeah. He also says that he didn't hold him down for 15 minutes there. It was a couple minutes tops and um, he was trying to restrain him and he could see his chest moving up and down. So it was shocking that, that he actually died. He did not expect for him to die. Um, yeah, it was really straightforward. I think we've got a clip. Yeah, here's some of his explanation for what happened on the train. A man came on, stumbled on. He was appeared. He was appeared to be on drugs. He ripped his jacket off and violent and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. The three main threats that he repeated over and over was, "I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die." He was threatening. He's, he's a, I'm six two, and he was taller than me. I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying saying these threats, I couldn't just sit still. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Neely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple minutes. And so the whole interaction less, lasted less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death, which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces and they looked terrified. The reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him. The videos didn't start until they saw that situation was under control. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a society, we have already accepted, based on the precedent of our judicial system, that uh, society is better off when some of its citizens are dead. Like, can't we just extend that to this situation and be like, thanks, bro. We appreciate it. Thank you for protecting us. Well, There's a medal. Every single witness, it's not just da uh, Daniel Penny speaking on his own behalf there. Every yeah. single witness we've heard from is saying the same thing. We're very exactly the same thing. And how many of them are like minority shit lives because Probably it's New York City? Most, Probably if not all. 70, 80 percent of them. I know this is so preposterous. Nothing's going to happen. I think he's golden. Are you well, worried? We're going to find out. So he did not formally enter a plea. One would assume he's not going. 
there's no indication there's even a plea deal on the table. It's early mm. yet. Uh, Great. Obviously. I mean, um, he should not be trying to plea out of this. One would assume that he's probably not going to do that. Uh, so it's it's likely that this goes to trial. But and I know I'm not New York lawyer guy, but I look at the law in New York. I don't see how Penny gets convicted under New York law. A person is justified in using physical force against another when that person is under reasonable belief that physical force is necessary to defend the person critically or another person, as in who he's talking about when when uh, Neely is threatening women, children, and others. He's intervening on behalf of others. So def- to defend the person or another person from what the person believes to be illegal, imminent use of force. So we're talking about how a, a reasonable person would interpret and respond to this situation. And we don't have to theorize about that. You got, what, five, six, seven reasonable people who witnessed this happen and have spoken publicly about it? Maybe it's not quite that high. Maybe three, four, five. Where's the reasonable person who's like, oh, yeah, uh, 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 Daniel Penny ripped off his KKK hood and said, Haha, I got you, N word, and, and choked him out. And then other yeah, black I guys helped him. Yeah, I haven't heard any alternative viewpoints. Yeah. So even by New York law, this is textbook self defense and defense of others. Um, and notably, uh, we have not, uh, the, the first comment that Daniel Penny made there, he, he, the man gets on the train, uh, he looks like he's on drugs. Uh, we have not seen a toxicology report yet. So don't be surprised when. The first point uh, that Penny made there, that Neely looked high out of his mind, when that turns out to be true, that Neely had a full Floyd dose or something like that, maybe even two. I, I won't be surprised when that uh, when that information comes out. But anything else you got on Jordan Neely and Daniel Penny? No, I'm good. All right. Well, uh, it was a thrilling competition all week and over the weekend for the gold medal in the nonsense Olympics. <laughs> trained competitors, elite competitors, Joe Biden and John Fetterman fiercely battled it out. Now, on Friday, Biden visited the University of Hartford in Connecticut, and he gave a speech on his gun control achievements and aspirations, during which he said pistol braces that, of course, he's currently trying to arbitrarily and extra-legislatively ban, that these pistol braces make a pistol into a gun and then that gun can fire a larger caliber bullet. And then he closed the speech with, uh, well, he closed it by saying, God save the queen. Made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that. <laughs> All right. God save the queen, man. Over here? All right. Oh, no. Back that way? I don't know. Wait. Okay. I don't know anything about guns, but he's saying that pistol braces change the caliber of the bullet that's already in the chamber of the gun? Yes, which uh, you can infer is not correct. In fact... uh, And then he said, God save the queen, and then he walked the wrong way off the stage. Is that what I just watched? Pretty much. My favorite line in there, though, is that a pistol brace turns the pistol into a gun. Into a gun? It was already a gun, dude. You added a piece of plastic to it. Um, yeah, the pistol brace fits on the end opposite of the muzzle, actually. It has nothing to do with the ballistics uh, or the projectile of the firearm. Leader of the free world, everybody. To which it is attached. And um, what the hell did he mean by God save the queen? Well, you think maybe there's some kind of context. Even Biden's spokespeople don't know. Uh, Olivia Dalton, 
the White House's principal deputy press secretary didn't know what her boss meant. When journalists asked, she replied only that he, quote, was commenting to someone in the crowd. Was there a guy with like a Union Jack T-shirt on? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And he's the... British people, you can tell. Isn't it God Save the King now anyway? Aren't we too late for God Save the Queen? It is too late. Okay. She dead. Just clarifying. Or does Camilla count? Does God save her or is Camilla out? We don't we don't care about her. She's not technically bloodline queen though, right? She's just uh, she's not heir to the throne. Right. Well, the queen is not well, no, because he's the king, right. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I don't know anything about this. Do they even have any power? They have uh technically the queen is or the king now is the head of state and has a ceremonial role, but that there is technically a political power in that. I don't know. I don't I don't understand. British people could explain it to me and they probably have 50 million times by now. And I still don't understand. Well, that wasn't all on Wednesday. Biden spoke at the annual league of conservation voters dinner in DC. And, uh, and he said that we, whoever we is him and his friends, I guess they have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian ocean. And he could describe it, but that would be off script and uh, he'll get in trouble if he does that. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. What? In fairness on this one, I think he means a railroad to connect the Pacific and Indian Oceans, like presumably through... Southeast Asian countries. But I tried to find formal plans for such a project. And for all I know, maybe such a railroad exists. I don't know. Uh, But then the question is, if that is what he's talking about, why is this some secret? Why is he not at liberty to discuss it? Why is this is this all part of the. The uh, the the plan of the elites, we need a railroad connecting. (laughs) We need a railroad connecting the uh, Pacific to the Indian Ocean. I don't know. Uh. And who are these men? Who's he going to get in trouble with? Once again, he delivers that line. I'm going to get in trouble if I keep talking. With whom? You are the president. With whom do you get in trouble? Maybe he yeah. just means that jokingly. Uh, like Your handlers, your yeah. various handlers. Well, I sure <laughs> hope he meant this one jokingly. Did you see the... I don't know if there's a way to jokingly do it, but that's the best defense he has. Whoopsie, uh, it was... Uh, I don't know. I was just, just playing around, man. Uh, did you see the Biden-Ava Longoria boob grab? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's he can't. This guy can't get it up. I don't. I don't think that he's super worried about trying to bang Eva Langoria. It was like an old man accident. I think maybe. If we're gonna go soft on Joe Biden here, no pun in, no pun intended. Oh, yeah, he's going soft on himself. Um, if we're gonna go soft on him, I will say to his credit, at least this one was an adult. He's usually giving this treatment to children, so things are improving. But on <laughs> Thursday. Actress Ava Longoria was at the White House to screen her directorial debut film, Flamin' Hot. And Biden must have thought it was pretty hot because when the two embraced on stage, Biden copped at least a little bit of a feel before Ava moved his hand away. Here's a couple playthroughs. Incidental, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's a, there's kind of an intentional hand drag there, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 
the kids thing, that's obviously no bueno. But like, I feel like if you're a man and you've reached 80, you're allowed to cop a feel on any woman you want. Wasn't that the age. George H.W. Bush uh, rule? He, he definitely grabbed yeah. many asses and boobs on his way out. I'm going to go ahead and be, be consistent, be All philosophically right. consistent. Well, how about this point? Biden then added that he's known Ava Longoria since he was 40 and she was 17. Are there any conclusions to be drawn based on how and why that meeting? 17 is not a minor. Okay, but how about this? Biden was wrong about their ages because he's 33 years older than Longoria. So when Biden was 40, Ava Longoria was actually seven. No deal. Maybe it starts to make more sense. I think he probably (laughs) means that he was 50 and she was 17. I don't know. He's 33 years older. Yes. 50, 17. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you thought all of that was uh, cringe and embarrassing, or maybe it wasn't that bad, I don't know. But just wait until John Fetterman joins, as he did yesterday. Joe Biden uh, attended an event in Pennsylvania to survey the damage from the I-95 collapse last week after a truck explosion. Fetterman struggled to introduce Biden and describe his infrastructure bill before he introduced Pennsylvania Congressman Brendan Boyle as Boyle Bile. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the the governor and the the delegation to make sure that we Ah! get this fixed quick, fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, the the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation. Uh, bill that is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this all across the America getting rebuilt. It's a pleasure to be here and to introduce my my friend Congressman Boyle Bile. Oh, oh God, oh God. So uh, my name is not that. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm uh, Congressman Brendan Boyle. <laughs> oh man, Boyle Bile you know, is society, what you're about to barf up. I think that's true. Yeah, as a society, you know, we should accept and be kind to retards and people with dementia. But we don't have to put them in positions of power, right? This is what? so preposterous. I don't know. It's, I it's, feel for Fetterman. This is so humiliating. See, it sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about. But when you think about it, he's tackling our biggest issues simultaneously. Infrastructure plus inflation. Inflation. Okay? He's inflation. Got him, he's got them both handled. The inflation <sighs> bill. Just remember... No evidence of cognitive decline at all. That is purely auditory processing. That's all it's depression. That, oh, and depression. Thank you. Yes. I want to be correct with the clinical diagnoses. And if you don't think John Fetterman grasps just how serious this interstate collapse is and how serious he is about fixing it, well, consider his compelling testimony in the Senate this week during an Environment and Public Works Committee hearing, Chairman Tom Carper gave uh, John Fetterman the opportunity to discuss the incident. And here was uh, John Fetterman's response. The uh, tragic uh, accident on 995. And if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel feel free. You're recognized. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just... Um... No. Really, like the, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with, with 95 
and I, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, eatery, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the East, the East Coast. I think that was the Herman Cain reference, 999, 95, 95, 95. that. That's right. And I think he was talking about uh, I-95 as a major artery of transportation. (laughs) Instead, he said major eatery, but in Fetterman's defense, he he does know a lot about major eateries. That is an area of expertise for him. Again, no cognitive limitations whatsoever, only auditory processing and or dementia. All right. Well, um, next I want to talk about the uh, the million dollar vaccine debate between uh, at least theoretically between Peter Hotez and RFK Jr. But that's going to take us a minute. So maybe we take an early chat break before we get into that and or barf break. Yes, that would be. Do you want me to read a few? Yes. Okay. All right. Let me start over uh, with the good folks on Rumble. Yakko1977 says, I've been seeing more and more vids of people, including kids at school, countering the LGBT indoctrination. Degenerates in government, corporations, and media are not the sole voice on this issue. Well, that's good to see. Um, I think I I saw Blonde tweeting earlier today just a video of of kids challenging this nonsense in school. And yeah, you'll often find when uh, the the video that you were tweeting earlier today about kids... uh, Challenging some teacher on LGBT. Yes. On gay They're not asking nonsense. great questions or anything. They're just like, listen, we don't agree with this and it doesn't make any sense. And, and, uh, uh, and I think that fold. that's really important. Yeah. It's just a small revolt. And also they're mocking this teacher and she just can't stand that, that she's being mocked. It's, it's very funny. Check out my Twitter. I'm banned for a week though. Now, what did you do this time? I forgot that you can't tell people to kill themselves. This oh, is the they still time. do that. They immediately, if you tell somebody to kill themselves, to, to kill themselves, that you um, immediately get a one week ban. And did you say it sincerely? You, you legitimately told someone to kill themselves? I can't remember, but as soon as I sent it, I was like, ah, I learned that lesson because I joked like two years ago that soon Dr. Fauci was going to be telling us to hang ourselves to slow the spread. And that was considered suicide advocacy. So I got a, a week ban for that. Or well, maybe it I was, was just two talking, days, I can't remember. I've been getting trolled by this homosexual man who's like talking to me about how he's so happy and everything like that in his life. And, okay. You know, I, I retweeted some Milo Stewart stuff and I regret that. I think that she is severely mentally ill and I probably should delete these tweets. Uh, I know I said on Wednesday that I wasn't going to look, but then curiosity got the best of me. It, it is. Uh, yeah, this looks beyond just your simple OnlyFans degeneracy. It does look like uh, a mentally ill display, to be honest. Right. I but suppose Bill, maybe but, there's not that a distinction without a difference, some might say. But but then in some of them, she's talking about how she's like, because her OnlyFans, she's she's going after the kids. And so I'm like, well, you are spurgy, but also dangerous. So I'm on the fence about whether or not I should extend compassion to Milo Stewart. What's that line, you know? I don't know. All I know is pregnancy, once again, has you too compassionate. You're getting too... First, it's Biden. Now, Milo Stewart. Who, who else? Well, I think I really hurt her feelings. Oh, you, you got a response. Really well, she blocked me immediately. But like oh. on her nude, I, I responded. I was like, you know, you're a, a, you've turned yourself into a, a gender-confused freak show whore. And now you want to do it to, to kids? Like, like why... 
why are you doing this to people? Why are you Validation. doing this to yourself? Misery loves company, man. I know. It's kind of sad, though. And I, I was laying in bed last night. And I was starting to feel really guilty about it. So maybe I should delete these tweets. There probably are better uses of your time. But then again, uh, if you weren't full of uh, energetic vitriol, you, who would you be? I know. Jesse Lee Peterson told me to let go of my anger. And I was like, but it's a personality that's, that's trait. Career, that's person. career suicide. In addition, <laughs> to, career suicide. <laughs> in addition to a personality trait. Anyway, thank you, Yakko. Mike David Smoke Show. Happy Father's Day, Matt. Thank you. Uh, I hope you took my pregnancy tweet as a joke uh, I intended. I, I missed it. But if I... I, I understand the joke now, and I am not offended. Thank you for that. Uh, Miss Rebecca, I promise not to keep posing like you in pics. I don't what? know what that's about either. Who is this from? Uh, Mike David Smoke Show. Oh, okay. So I posted a picture on Twitter of like my my nine-week pregnant belly, which looks hmm. like a like a 18-week pregnant belly. And I got a lot of responses of men in the same position. Um, Chris Gard also responded. And they were really funny. They were ah, cracking me up. He is a witty man. Blondes uh, underscore tweets. Yeah, there you go. Although there won't be any tweets for a week. But you can catch up on all the old gems. Mike David Smoke Show adds, Hey Matt, uh, in light of exploring your faith, you may want to check out Pastor Mark Driscoll. He's a man's man, gifted teacher, pastor, and speaks to men in the way that men understand. Well, I will uh, consider that. Speaking of our Bible study, we uh, have not set a formal return date yet, but we are nearing that time. So stand by for Bible study season two. If you're interested in that, I'll have more information shortly, I expect. Uh, Addicted to Drum says, to both of you, uh, aliens, not illegals, are they real or not? Johnny Cash reading the New Testament is worth a listen. To me, um, to the extent that we understand the universe to be theoretically infinite. The probability of life elsewhere, it seems like almost a certainty to me. And that assumes that it's the same sort of life that we have on earth. What if there's a completely different kind of life, biologically speaking? Uh, So I tend to believe that there is life elsewhere. And then I wonder, well, to what extent does that conflict with traditional religious teachings? If at all, or maybe totally. But if there's life elsewhere, is is God is God as we understand him also the moral author of that universe, or is it something else? Or what what how do all of these pieces fit together? That's where my mind get gets lost with aliens. It's not really the existence, it's I don't even understand the moral origins of this universe. What what the hell are the moral origins of that one? Yeah. Aliens, yes or no? Yeah, yeah, totally. You're a believer? Uh, I mean, I just don't think that we understand the extent of the universe. Link to the future. Happy Father's Day, Matt. Thank you. Uh, Take my dollars. Last week I wasn't able to watch live, but you gave my favorite film a 5 out of 5. I could talk about The Matrix for hours, but 200 characters isn't going to be long enough. Um, That is a movie that I look forward to watching again, for sure. There was, and it's one of the, it's always nice to sit down for a review and have more to say than I could possibly write. That's a sign of a good movie to me, too. So agreed. And uh, thank you for the well-wishing and for the support. Led Rush says, first time, long time, U.S. schools in Singapore, Taiwan, and China are now CRT gender ideology centers without academics. I removed my kids. I appreciate you and hope God continues to bless you and your families. Excuse me. Well, thank Thanks. you kindly for your support. <laughs> and uh, We love you. You're very special. So just to be clear, these are U.S. run schools internationally. It's not like uh, schools run by the CCP or something like that. But uh, but yeah, I assume to the extent, does the federal government have some degree of control over these or however it works? I don't know. Surely, right? 
I don't know. Or are they privately run? I don't know. But uh, if the feds have any say in it, it's full of propaganda. That much I can believe. Uh, Nikki941, Matt, I was with you when you didn't like Blade Runner or Citizen Kane. Can I read this tweet? <laughs> this is going to be a spoiler for later in the show. But hating on The Godfather is where I draw the line. I'm going to go watch Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson save us, or Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peters save us from the communism. I'm going to be as fair with The Godfather as I can. Uh, later in the show i i assure you it's not going to be blade runner or citizen kane it's not that level of hatred for me but uh but it's not uh the matrix appreciation either all right just a couple more here on rumble we'll get over to uh tippy and youtube laughing boy says what a moron you can still buy braces and legally install them on 16 inch rifles does he seriously think a criminal won't buy one and install a 10 inch upper beware of people that dress like gym teachers uh fetterman reference of course uh, yeah, well, and I, then the question, does the does the pistol brace function of, of expanding the caliber of the weapon, does that apply to rifles too? Can you make it a large caliber <laughs> rifle if you stick a pistol yes. brace? Uh, <laughs> EKG says, uh, EKG 1988, Blonde, I'm so, um, so sorry you're feeling shitty. At least it's in the service of cooking a sure-to-be beautiful babe. Feel better. I hope us. so. I'm freaking out. I don't know. I'm like low-key freaking out all the time about this pregnancy everything's going fine though yeah that's uh well when my wife was sick you were saying good that's good that's a good sign be more it's sick. true yeah i i may have mentioned this before but um if you have uh really bad morning sickness it's uh because of hcg lots lots of hormones circulating through your body so if you have lots of morning sickness you only have a 10 percent chance of miscarriage if you have no morning sickness you have a 50% chance of miscarriage. So although I feel really bad, um, it is a good indication that the pregnancy is going to continue. So I'm actually pretty happy about it. All right. Uh, we're good over on Rumble if we want to catch up on YouTube and Tippy. Sure. Um, Zors, happy Father's Day, Matt, and congrats on the second kid that's on the way. Also, congratulations to the pregnancy, Blonde. I'm happy for you guys trying to puke on stream. You're like an oracle. Otherwise, the Discord would probably turn it into a meme. They will turn it into a meme. That's okay. Anything and everything. Right. And and thank you, Zors. All the best to your family. Very much appreciated. I got my little puke bucket, and I'm just going to turn off the camera. And just, yeah. I'm serious about the show. Injured Guardian. Today being Father's Day means that my saying this next part in real in the real world would cause certain persons around me to accuse me of selfishness, upstaging, or the like. So I'll say it here. Today's date marks one year since the death of an old friend. He was the toughest and godliest man I ever met. And an excellent marksman. I miss him. I keep forgetting that I can't call in for backup. Oh, sorry to hear that. But it's he's immortalized now in our super chat. <laughs> of the best of places. Yeah, well, he, he's immortalized. His legacy is preserved through you. And, and that is uh, that is the way we all honor those that we've lost. And one day, hopefully, if we've lived a good life, we will be honored ourselves in the same way. So uh, you can't avoid death. You can just uh, make people very sad when you're gone. And it sounds like he did that, which means he's probably a good man. And uh, thanks true. for supporting the show, man. Appreciate it. Do you want people to be sad when you die? Uh, no, no, I don't want people to be sad really ever. But do I want to be remembered? I want to be remembered by my family, first and foremost, of course. Like, I obviously, I, I have interest in influencing the public debate, but that's to the extent that we all have healthy, happy, productive families in the future too that that's the reason these things are important so it's like if i change some people's mind out there in the ether but my family thinks i'm a piece of shit 
that's not a good trade. You know, I want to be remembered by my, my parents oh, yeah. and my wife and my son and my future kids. And that's, that's what's most important. And you're a better person than I, I want everybody sobbing uncontrollably while they pour jewels into my open coffin. That's what I want. And I then hope pitchfork I, mobs. I hope I don't live to have to do that stream. Cause it's going to be weird. I hope you <laughs> have to do the stream, stream. <laughs> when I'm gone. That's how okay, it's going to go. Yeah. Not going to be able to catch you live early to bed. Got a big day tomorrow. Going to my chemo. Oh no. Getting my chemo port put in. Matt, it's not weird to wipe standing up and blonde. How didn't you know about Magnus Hirschfield? I know. I know. It's I'm very disappointed in myself. Uh the the wiping standing up thing is just um it's just inexcusable. But I'm I'm glad that that you're getting to move on on the cancer treatment, but I hope that you have no nausea and that you have medicinal marijuana and that um, it goes smoothly and that it, it kicks your cancer's ass. All the, all the best. I would indulge in this uh, ass wiping debate once more, but of course there are clearly more important things in this particular chat. And that is well wishing you through your chemo and uh, all the battle that remains. And hopefully the battle is none, but uh, all the best as you go through it. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Was that DeSantis. too Kamala heresy? Yeah. It was close. <laughs> and I am saying words with inflections. Yeah. And now my statement is concluded. I meant that sincerely. I wasn't being, <laughs> I, I wish you the best, Mojack. And uh, I'm sure. Uh, we do. We, we love you, Mojack. Thank you for your support. DeSantis and Abbott, this is Holman Lori, may have sent a few busloads of migrants to California. Government Newsom outdid them. We sent a few hundred thousand scientists, engineers, doctors, and other trained professionals to their states. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's, yeah. That's yeah. that's true. I saw Gavin Newsom with uh, Sean Hannity and. Um, well, I'm just not the biggest Hannity fan, so when God, he's I just, the worst, when I think of like an interview, I, I would least want to watch it's Sean Hannity with Gavin Newsom. But I still because Gavin Newsom doesn't commonly do contentious interviews, I still had to see it. And there was some back and forth about whether people are actually leaving California or not. But uh, is he trying to dispute that? He's trying to dispute. He's. He, I don't know if he's trying to dispute that specifically. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's trying to. He's. He's saying that California is, you know, the economic engine of this country, and that it vastly outperforms all the red states, which to an extent is true. Insofar as California has all the people, California has all the things, no matter how you measure it. If it's a raw number and not per capita, just because you have California has what like. 10% of the more than that, maybe of the country's population yeah. and it's, and it's one state. So of course it's going to And how happen. many of them are people that just need to be deported? Well, I don't, I think that's official citizens, right? That's not even counting the illegals. Yeah. But how many of the official citizens need to be deported? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see, you I'm, so, I'm sorry, but like fifth generation Mexicans have to go back. You have to <laughs> go back. Right. Per our interpretation of the 14th Amendment, they are birthright citizens. Ugh, get out of here. Okay, I'm going to throw up. Can you right. review? Yeah, Ibot, uh, thank you for supporting the show. Very much appreciated, as always, Ibot. Um, I am not going to be niggardly. Robin says, Matt and I once made love. Well, almost. I offered him $5 million to let me hit his big guy, but he wanted $10 million funneled through a variety of LLCs to his slush fund in the Cayman Islands. It was just, uh, It was just too much money. So... Thank you, Robin. Very much appreciated. Oh, God. Uh, I don't care if Robin's a girl. It's always gay. Ha! Gay! gay!
Nicholas H. says it is imperative that uh, we as a society begin to flunk more art studies if we ever wish to turn back the clock of modernity. Uh, Agreed. Uh, that took me a second, but that's uh, that's an Uncle A reference, right? Uh, Robin D. Banks says, after years of mutual crusades, the rainbow menace loomed large over the horizon. The Musulman looked to his Christian foe, saying no more... No more brother wars. Together, together was the reply. Am I reading that wrongly? Is Chris Chan a reference to Christian? What am I missing here? This one's over my head. It's too advanced. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's correct. Uh, Matt Grendel says, over under on how many times Blonde goes off cam to barf. Well, Joe Biden has an estimate, (laughs) I think. We're at what, four so far? Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. God, it's so annoying. It's just dry heaving. I just want to actually throw up. Yeah, I can can imagine how much that must suck. uh, Wanting to throw up, but not being able to. It's it's a nightmare. This pregnancy is last one. I'm not doing this again. Stupid white. That's what you said last time. I'm 35. I'm not doing this again. Injured Guardian says, Robin, I hate to break it to you, but they would drop really pitiful loot. uh, (laughs) There's something I'm missing here. This is some sort of video game reference I didn't pick up on. Thank you, guys. AP, Matt, uh, happiest of Father's Day. Thank you. Your kids are very blessed to have you as a father. Blonde, text your husband and tell him AP says happy Father's Day. They too are blessed to have him as a father. Well, thank you and all the best to your family this Father's Day as well. Bocephus, Matt and Blonde uh, have bid on, so he's bid on one of the official Sticks Hexenhammer 3D action figures on eBay. Or he's asking, have we bid on such a thing? Check out the numbers it's pulling. When can we expect Matt and Blonde action figures? Matt, Kung Fu Grip. I actually am not aware of this. So if you want to send me the official Sticks Hexenhammer action figure, I will certainly take a look. Um, my guess is that my action figure poll is not going to be anywhere near Styx's. Um, yeah. Just yeah. not just on account of audience size. Because it's so iconic. Styx just the Styx image lends itself more to action figure. What the hell does that superhero. mean? He just he's <laughs> like he's I mean, I have my flannel shirts and I have my twins hat and I have other like, uh, you know, uh, calling cards, hallmarks, whatever. But he's got the leather jacket. He's got the long hair. He's got the like, uh, what are the eyeglasses called? They're kind of like bottle cap shape or whatever. He's just got a, a, a distinct look look that lends itself more to like action figure, movie character type stuff. That's not me. So I'm sure I'm sure he's doing quite well. I got to check it out. Tortuga says, happy Father's Day, Matt uh, and Blonde's baby daddy. God. I thought he had the title of husband or is he just baby daddy? Uh, well, we've been together for what, seven years now, so yeah. the marriage means that he's the father of children. Right. May God bless and guide you in raising your children in the truth, and may he guard them from the alphabet mafia, maps, and hobos. Well, on that uh, kind note, Tortuga, we will uh, we will finish up the super chat there for now and come back uh, toward the end of the stream. Um, Appreciate I'll have that. to just circle back with you. I will mark my place so I don't forget. And we'll get back into the news. And really, uh, all everybody that I follow is talking about on Twitter over the weekend is whether we can get this debate between 
esteemed vaccine scientist, Dr. Peter Hotez, and presidential candidate and vaccine skeptic, if you want to be kind, evil anti-vaxxer, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And as we mentioned earlier, I'm not sure what the official accounting is as of this moment. As of earlier today, I saw claims that the pot was officially over $1.5 million. That cannot be. Those people, that would never come to fruition. A lot of them seem to be joking. Like I saw Dave Rubin. There's one tweet I have here noting Dave Rubin as one of the potential contributors. But then I looked at his tweets and he seems to be joking. Uh, let me find the tweet. Where's the tweet here? Anyway, it's not it's not really that important. But yeah, he was like, I'll donate $100,000 for Peter Hotez to fight Anthony Fauci to the death in Thunderdome. I mean, that that doesn't. That doesn't seem like it's authentic. Anyway, I'm not sure the accounting is accurate, is what I'm saying. But there's a lot of people pledging a lot of money to the charity of Peter Hotez, uh, his choice. Uh, And Joe Rogan was the first to do that at $100,000. So at bare minimum, we're talking six figures for the charity of Dr. Hotez's choice in exchange for his participation in this debate. And of course, this would be hosted on Joe Rogan's podcast. And some people, I saw Mark Cuban tweeting earlier today, presenting this, they're presenting this as some sort of bullying. Uh, This is a conversation that at least to some extent, Hotez himself initiated. And yes, I think there's been, um, well, there's been some potentially aggressive behavior toward Hotez today earlier that we'll get to as well. Um, Eh, Fuck this guy. I don't think I I can get behind that. I don't think the internet treatment, which uh, like from Joe Rogan and the rest of these people, that Mark Cuban is talking about, that any reasonable person would qualify that as bullying. This is a public figure talking about a public issue. That's it. Yeah. Until uh, somebody showed up at his house. Yeah. I'm with um, Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that exchange. In fairness to Hotez, he was actually mentioned on Joe's show originally uh, when Joe Rogan hosted RFK Jr. this week. And naturally, if you talk to RFK Jr., you're going to talk about vaccines. So the topic of vaccines came up and RFK criticized Dr. Hotez. Dr. Hotez is the director of the uh, Texas Children's Hospital, and he is a vaccine scientist. Um, And RFK was critical of Dr. Hotez for not taking basic measures to improve his health, for pushing vaccines all the time, but dismissing basic health ideas like maybe you should go outside in the sun. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't weigh a million pounds. Maybe you should try eating a vegetable. Maybe you should take a vitamin supplement. Those sorts of ideas. And and that was actually in reference to Hotez's own appearance on Joe Rogan's show back in April 2020. During which Rogan challenged Hotez on his habits and lifestyle choices. And Hotez even conceded that he he described himself as a, quote, junk foodaholic. He kind of has the junk foodaholic appearance. I don't have a picture of him in this article, but uh, it's like sickly and pale. And yeah, um, that guy just looks unhealthy. So in response to Rogan and RFK discussing him, Hotez tweeted uh, on Saturday with reference to a vice article. And this vice article was calling out that episode of Joe Rogan's show for vaccine misinformation. And Dr. Hotez said he's receiving online attacks because of this absurd podcast. And it's clear that many people actually believe RFK's nonsense, Hotez was saying. And so Rogan responded and and he tweeted uh, in response to Hotez. Hey, if you come on my show and debate RFK with no time limit, um, I, Joe Rogan, will donate $100,000 to a charity of your Dr. Hotez's choosing. And RFK immediately agreed to that proposal. 
Hotez responded in a now deleted tweet saying, be serious, Joe. That's what you throw out for your hunting buddies on a weekend. Hotez said it would take a $50 million endowment for his hospital and a public apology from RFK is what, uh, is what, uh, Hotez said in response. So 50 million bucks, not a hundred thousand dollars, 50 million bucks for his, um, his children's hospital in Houston. And then, and then due to this dodging from Peter Hotez, several others joined uh, to up the ante. That's how you get to that potentially $1.5 million value to do this debate uh, for charity. And, um, and even Elon Musk joined the party. Uh, Elon Musk said that Dr. Hotez is afraid of a public debate because he knows that he's wrong. Uh, Joe Rogan also called back to a May tweet uh, from Dr. Hotez, in which Hotez said that he's quite concerned about the Elon Tucker link, because, of course, Tucker has moved to Twitter. Um, and you fold that in with Rogan and RFK Jr. It becomes a pretty formidable coalition with neo-fascist leanings, said Dr. Hotez. Uh, even darker and more dangerous than Trump. Oh, And in this bag. tweet, Hotez said he hopes Biden is, quote, preparing. Now, Preparing for what exactly is unclear. But uh, this is a guy who has advocated for feds to get involved in policing perspectives. So uh, this tweet is ambiguous, but he has he has said previously, let me grab the examples. Um, He called on the Justice Department, HHS and Homeland Security uh, to crack down more on vaccine misinformation. Uh, This is a guy who has supported and argued for mask mandates in schools, that sort of thing. Uh, So that leads us to um, what I thought initially was hoax hate, but it turns out it was not, it might be exaggerated hate, but it was not hoax hate. Um, This morning, uh, Hotez tweeted that he was harassed at his home by a couple of anti-vaxxers taunting him to debate RFK Jr., The confrontation, at least, is in fact real. Self-described independent journalist Alex Rosen confronted Hotez at his home and asked him why he won't agree to debate RFK Jr. on uh, Joe Rogan's show. Oh, are you Peter Hotez? I am. Hi. Nice to meet you. How are you? Hey. So why are you not like going to debate uh, RFK on Joe Rogan's podcast? Oh come on, that's harassing. I'm just, I'm just curious. What? I no, no, nothing I, hostile. Just curious. I haven't said anything one way or the other. I mean, are you planning on doing it? Uh, you know, I just, he just invited me, so we'll see. And I think you should, though. Uh, well, we'll give it some, we'll give it some. Okay. Thought. Okay. And what do you have to say to people who think they're vaccine injured? Anything for them? I don't come to my house. I mean, do you have anything to say to people that think? Do you have anything to say to people? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, do you think vaccine injuries are real, Peter? Peter, it's just a question. Okay. I like that Shay in the back that's like, this guy needs to step it up a notch. notch," And she just goes, you lying piece of shit. (laughs) Wait, is that someone in Hotez's house? Who even is that? No, I thought it was the chick with the dude. Oh, okay. Like that's his girlfriend or something. I have no idea who that is. I assume, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That's that's my take. Take with me. Uh, you might be right. I have no idea. I couldn't even tell what she was yelling. Um, but was that the most threatening thing I've ever seen? No. No. 
But as a general rule, I don't think it's cool to confront people at their homes. I don't think it's cool when progressives do it. I don't think it's cool when anyone else does it. Um, I, I think going to someone's home to confront them in this way is a fuck around and find out proposition. Now, there was not a lot of fucking around, and so the finding out was minimal. But you, you need to be careful with that sort of approach. And in general, I am uh, not in favor of that sort of thing. I will also note, though, it, uh, it's not cool to do what Peter Hotez does, which is uh, in ways much more intrusive on people's lives. Uh, again, advocating for mandatory masking at schools. And I don't mean college campuses. I mean on young children, which he has done routinely on MSNBC and his other network appearances. Again, on CNN, he said that the Biden administration has to do more to contain and control anti-science disinformation. He called explicitly on the Justice Department, HHS, Homeland Security, and more to crack down on what? Perspectives. So on principle, yeah, don't go after people in their homes. But to Peter Hotez, also on principle, if you don't like this intrusion into your life, uh, consider not advocating for that sort of intrusion exactly, into the lives yeah. of others in, in much the same way. So I can say simultaneously, yeah, uh, private home confrontation, not cool, bad idea. Uh, I can also say I have next to Don't zero. Do you think or, it's time though? I, I, I'm not going to sympathize with Peter Hotez, the guy. Yeah. I, I'm not an advocate of this sort of tactic, but Peter Hotez, oh man, my privacy. Well, uh, you didn't seem to care about anyone else's privacy at all for the last three years. Why, why should I extend to you the courtesy of your right to privacy when it's apparently something you don't believe in for others? Anyway, uh, you, you want to take the more, you have a different take on it? You want to take the more aggressive approach? Well, I mean, I, I just assume that it's an inevitability before some left shitlib leftist journalist comes to my house. Like if they try to force their way on the property, I can kill them. Um, and if that guy did that and Hotez killed him, Careful, that like, is an right. admissible statement. <laughs> <laughs> no, if somebody tries to force their way into yeah, your house, I, yeah. But like showing up to somebody's property, he was on a public sidewalk. You better be sure about that, by the way. Forcible entry, at least in the state of Montana, is not necessarily uh, a justifiable uh, reason that's for. Insane. I know, I agree, but that, yeah, that's the case. In fact, there was a famous case out of Missoula within the last five years where a drunken German exchange college student—I forget if he was German, but right—he he he was wasted and accidentally, at least the belief is, you know, air quotes, accidentally. He thought the house wasn't his or he thought the house was his, the one he was partying at or whatever. There appears to have been some confusion. He entered a guy's garage in the garage and the guy shot him dead. And that guy yeah. is in prison for murder. Hmm. I bet he feels really bad. His garage, though. Yeah. It, uh, apparently the kid was rummaging through some stuff or something. I, it's it was a complicated case, so I'm not doing the full justice to it by explaining all the details. But I know no, I for sure this. I mean, in, in this state, just because someone's on in your home is not a uh, lethal force situation necessarily. But it might be in Idaho. I don't know. Well, I do think that we're in a situation where we need to start making these people feel scared. I don't think that that was a threatening situation. That guy, like, Hotel was not afraid for his life. I would say that's it was a pretty jolly confrontation. Yeah. I would say that's as respectful as you could be in the context of going to someone's home uninvited. But as a general rule, the act of going to someone's home uninvited, I think, is generally an aggression on its own. At least if someone comes to my house, if someone came to my house uninvited and started asking me political questions, they got about five seconds to get the hell off my property. That yeah. would be my response. Yeah. 
Uh, and and so, as is your right. And, and you wouldn't be in a position where um, that would make you scared. But like the problem with these people, the reason they have so much clout and so much power is that we allow them to just walk around in our societies and not be afraid. And I think that it's time to instill some fear in their bodily autonomy without violence. He's, he's sort of politician adjacent. He's, he's technically not a politician, but our country is founded on the premise that that politicians have a healthy fear of the people. And I don't mean that like they think they're going to get assassinated walking down the street, but they, they, they should think that they're going to get assassinated <laughs> walking down the street. They know and understand that the, the proper origin of power, the moral origin of power is the consent of the people. And so they have a healthy respect for that. And they fear yeah. defying that because of the moral implications and indeed the consequences of doing it. And we have lost our way on that front. Uh, Absolutely. And isn't so, it time that, that that's instilled? Well, I we never know. should I have think, lost it. I think I mean, when I come around on this, I'm going to I'm just going to go beyond home visit and say it's just the full TNF. Just <laughs> big bird costume. Don't don't dance around. I want to give just, I want to give these people a chance to curtail their behavior before um, they're killed by pitchfork mobs. That's true. Like, it? This is the courteous method. Uh, yeah. Anyway. This is your chance, Hotez. Like, get a security detail. Apologize. Do I'm the kind debate. of surprised that that is the extent of his security, actually, that he is approachable in that way. Dude, these people are so... Their security is remarkably bad. Like, mm. Fauci's security, terrible. We saw that Nancy Pelosi's security, also terrible. These I don't... Are I think her security was intentionally terrible. I went to her house and let me tell you, the security was not terrible when I was there. There were about, that was after the, the there was, but there were like 10 cops watching me for one wrong step. Some of these people are still flying commercial, like not first class and you know, stuff like that. It's like they, they are not afraid. And that really bothers me. Well, as of now, it looks like this is no chance of happening. And, and in a way that's kind of suitable. The, the vaccine functioned by brute force the entire time. It wasn't by convincing yeah. anybody on a Joe Rogan podcast that you should, you should take this. Why would they start convincing anybody now? They, they yeah. got people to take the vaccine by threatening their jobs, making it yeah. a condition yeah. of your schooling in some cases isolated granted, but in some cases it was even a condition of child custody totally. among other right. horrible methods of coercion. So this isn't an industry that's trying to persuade you. It's an industry that wants to bludgeon you out of your money and to use you as a medical testing opportunity. So this exactly. is and now they're like, don't come to my house. It's perfectly like fitting. You came actually. into all of our houses, so go <laughs> yeah. fuck yourself. How about that? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. In many ways, uh, he did, and so I, I can't, I can't find sympathy for this guy. But anyway, um, if this debate actually happens, that could I, the most viewed Joe Rogan episode has got to be what, like the famous Alex Jones one, or I have no idea. But if yeah. this actually happens, this could be the biggest episode of the biggest podcast of all time. It would be incredible. Well, it's not going to happen. That guy's clearly a pussy. So I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it's going to happen. This isn't about money for, for anybody well, involved in, in, yeah, for anybody involved in the, in the vaccine coercion, like, yeah. yeah, they were getting paid off by pharmaceutical companies and everything like that, but it wasn't about money. It was about control. And people need to understand that. I don't know. The it money seems pretty nice. Submission. It seems like he gets a check for every jab that. <laughs> yeah. But that's <laughs> that not why happens. he's doing it. I yeah. mean, can you imagine being in a position looking like that, having that guy's physiognomy height, face and being in a position where you can tell every American what they can and can't do. We probably had a constant like 
three inch rock hard cock like 24 <laughs> seven from just being able to to wield this kind of power and influence there is no um, way it was rock hard it was it was half erect at best chub. <laughs> it was a 50 percent chubby anyway. uh, hey, all right hey uh well in crazy times, Muslims start making more and more sense, don't they? Bro, I've been saying this for so long. This <laughs> this feels like a shot in the arm. I mean, I know Muslims hate me, but when I see something like this, I'm like, it's time. The the Muslim Christian gay war alliance, it's time. Like we'll fight with each other when that's over, but let's take care of the trannies first, right? The, so the you're city be in moving Detroit, to the to the most diverse city in Michigan, this city. That's where you're I will go. do no such thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've never even it's it's ham tram ham tram clip I have will say it correctly. I think it's ham tram ham Yeah, something like that. They'll say it in the news bit. We'll get it right. Um, this is a city near Detroit has permanently banned the display of pride flags on public property. Naturally, you you can't do anything about it on private property. So whatever. Uh, but residents and businesses can do it on, on private property of course but but nothing on public property so these muslims were like we would do this for people of all races and religions we don't want anybody but really they're just talking about this this pride nonsense i think we have a clip yeah this is some of the scenes from the contentious city council meeting this week including crazy lesbians in a training a passionate kissed, embrace by an LGBTQ couple inside Hamtramck City Council meeting Tuesday night, protesting a resolution that would ban LGBTQ pride, political, and religious flags from being flown on city property. It is clear no. that you are either ignorant or hateful and spiteful. This might be a little on the nose for you, and if you don't like this poster, I do have another one. Um, uh, this is uh, the obviously we'll have to paint over the rainbow on the on the mural because that is. A little too gay, but we will have the world in two straight miles. So it's a little bit, uh, it's covert. Supporters of the proposal say it's all about being neutral. The resolution says Hamtramck embraces diversity, but should not um, show special treatment to any group. I am a Lebanese person and I support the American flag. We are not going to sit here and tolerate you guys coming and say, oh, it's Pride Month. You're gay, no problem. You be gay by yourselves, not by. Don't sit here, throw it down. Kids' throats, my throat, or anybody's throat. Dude, I don't want Muslims to be the people that are taking the stand, taking this kind of stand. But I'll get behind anybody that's taking. I like. I don't. I don't give a crap anymore. These are uh, some of the faces of the Muslim onlookers during that lesbian kiss. <laughs> and if these lesbians and trannies are mad now, just wait until the Muslims start throwing them off the rooftop. Okay, this is again, this is yeah. the courteous treatment. How about no pride flags at, on the city council building? Can you handle that? Because if you yeah, don't, really. they start uh, hauling you up the staircase. And I know then it's going to get really bad. All of these people um, that support, supposedly support diversity. Uh, it doesn't occur to them that there's uh, there's another side to diversity, which means absolute intolerance for your way of way of life punishable by death yeah it's uh what what uh one of the many aspects of diversity is diverse perspectives on homosexuality as they are yes. learning and right uh, um and what are they going to do i mean what are they going to do if, if this area becomes too muslim it's like 80 percent muslim and they're like they just decide to decriminalize murdering gays which uh 
I was curious as of 2022, the number of countries, and I don't have the breakdown by region, uh, but I know a lot of these are North African, Middle Eastern countries. Um, there are still 68 of them that criminalize private consensual same sex sexual activity. So gay sex. Yeah. There are still 42. Uh, oh, that's, that's just lesbian specific, but there are still 11 yeah. in which the death penalty is in play for, for gay sex. And then there are 14 others where they talk about transgender and transgenderism, cross-dressing and stuff, but it does. What do these people think the rest the, of the world is like? Yeah. Uh, it was hard to tell what those clown nose um, lesbians were ranting about with their sign, but I looked it up and Hamtramck's motto is the world in two square miles because the city prides itself on diversity. As you mentioned, 41% of the residents in that city are foreign born. Excuse me. Huh. Uh, so what the lesbians were saying was, well, now we have to revise the city motto from the world in two square miles to the world in two straight miles. Ha <laughs> ha. Got them. That's that's what they were ranting about. <sighs> but yeah, if you want the world, because the world is still part of that uh, that motto, you're going to have to recognize that much of the world still criminalizes your lifestyle. So. What are you going to do about that? I I, I love the, just the image of a clearly male transgender white guy suddenly lecturing Muslims about how intolerant they are. Uh, when in any other abstract concept, I'm going to guess this is the sort of guy who would uh, lecture me if I had any criticisms about, I don't know, uh, the Muslim way of life. That I would be intolerant if I were to say that in just some abstract sense about the Muslim world. Then he realizes it and suddenly he... <laughs> He's yelling at them that they're bigots and that they're hateful and all of this. Yeah. Some people tried to tell you and you called them hateful for saying that. Most likely. I'm speculating. of course. <clears throat> you see that um, the pride movement appears to be losing some traction. If polling is any indicator, not. Uh, it's about time. Oh, I wrote in here. The homo lobby is losing traction or big anal <laughs> as Owen Benjamin calls it. They've finally <laughs> gone too far. Big anal is polling poorly. There is scientific evidence to that effect. On Friday, Gallup released uh, the results of a poll conducted in May, measuring Americans' moral beliefs on several topics, including same-sex relationships. Last year, 71% of respondents said gay or lesbian relationships are morally acceptable. This year, it has fallen back to 64%. That's a level last seen in 2019. So we're at a four-year or so low. Gallup notes that the decline is much sharper among self-identified Republicans, down to 41% from 56%. So it's about a 7% drop overall, but that's primarily because self-identified Republicans dropped 15%. Uh -huh. um, so, But for perspective on this, 20 years ago in 2002, the same poll found only 38% of Americans considered same-sex relationships morally acceptable. The number was 54% in 2012. So... The gains of the last, uh, the, the gains to big anal, let me put it that way. The, their gains in the last 20 years have certainly not been erased. But this appears to be something of a, 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 turn, a bigger turnaround than we've seen at least uh, in the last two decades. We'll see if that sustains in future years. But yeah, I mean, uh, the, the deal was a fraud. The deal of, of just leave us alone to live the lives that we want and and live our days in peace. That deal was never on the table. Instead, it was, you must clap for us 
You must see it in every day uh, in every aspect of your life. And if you don't celebrate us actively at all times, you're still hateful and there are still concessions you must make. Man, I want to think that we don't need people from other countries to come into this country for any reason. But if white people aren't going to deal with this, if Muslims are the only people that are going to deal with this, then is it possible that we need them? Is it possible that uh, the what was the Immigration Act 1964 or whatever? Yeah, that's 60, that's yeah. that's going to save you. That in the end, after all that, all well, the, geez, uh, I mean, we have to deal with all of these people from other countries in our country. It's like at least this one positive thing is going to come out of it. Uh, we'll we'll see how the uh, the gay war continues to develop. I didn't see any signs of physical fighting at this one, unlike the Southern California one. No arrests or anything like that. It's only a matter of time before, like, some dykes get their throats slit at some Dearborn, I don't know, city meeting. Eventually, that right? Aladdin sword, that curvy sword that I always forget the name of, that's that's coming out. Guaranteed. Yeah, I, I kind of cannot believe that hasn't happened yet. Well, did you uh, see what happened at a gun shop in Great Falls? I saw. Uh, this, uh, not that... All federal raids are newsworthy, but there's a wrinkle in this one that is particularly worthy of attention. So on Wednesday, 20 heavily armed federal agents from the IRS, uh, and there was some ATF involvement, they raided Highwood Creek Outfitters in Great Falls, Montana, ostensibly over tax issues. But there is this unexplained wrinkle in the story that I think is uh, particularly alarming. Now, according to shop owner and operator Tom Van Hoos, the IRS told him he has underreported and failed to report millions of dollars in income from his business. He runs a gun shop with an attached gun range. Um, and so IRS agents showed up on Wednesday and they spent 10 hours at his shop copying information from his computers. Uh, but in addition to business records, Van Hoos says the agents confiscated 13 years of 4473 forms. As in the form that you fill out when you go to a gun shop and buy a gun. This is a, uh, a firearms transaction record, is the official title. And a Forms 4473 contains general information about the gun purchaser, uh, confirmations of legal eligibility to buy a gun, what gun was purchased, uh, complete with the serial number. Notably, Form 4473 contains no information about financials. It doesn't say the price of the gun, how much was paid, how much you paid for it, uh, any of that. The purpose of the form is for gun shops to keep the record on file in case the gun turns up uh, in a crime and to facilitate the background check that goes along with the transfer. But this is primarily so law enforcement can trace that gun's path if it is recovered at a crime scene. And in general, the, the federal government does not collect these forms. Actually, by law, the federal government is prohibited from maintaining a gun purchase database. They can only collect this information as it applies to individual cases of crime. So let's say I let's say someone stole a gun out of my car and then they went and held up the town pump down the street. I don't know who would do that. It's such a fine establishment. But the police later recover that gun. They go to the manufacturer. The manufacturer looks at the serial and say, we sold that to X distributor or we sold that to Y store in Bozeman, Montana. They go to that store and say, Let's see the record on this gun. And that store says, oh, yeah, we sold that to Matt in 2018 or something like that. And then the police come to me and say, what the hell happened to that gun? That's the idea with these forms. It is not 
by law, not just in principle, but by law, it is not a pile of forms for the government to harvest to know who has what guns. But it appears, at least to the, according to the owner of this shop, that is what happened here, or potentially what happened. Uh, what is the government doing confiscating these records under the pretense of a financial crime? That's the question here. And further complicating the story, uh, Van Hoos says that um, the, the 4473 forms were not included on the list of financial records specifically listed on the warrant the IRS agents served him during the raid. So Van Hoos uh, says that when he discovered the agents were taking the 4473 forms, he called the ATF agent in Helena with whom he has a working relationship. His name is Kirk Nelson. Nelson initially told Van Hoos, uh, the shop owner, that he did not have to and should not turn over these 4473 forms. But after discussion with the IRS agents at the scene, Nelson changed his mind and told Van Hoos to turn them over. Van Hoos estimates that he sells somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 guns a year, and he's been in business for 13 years, meaning that some 25,000 or so gun records are now in the hands of the IRS, in the hands of the feds. Oh. That is a record of who bought what gun when and for effectively all of those, uh, well, not effectively, for all of those records, the feds have provided no specific evidence that any of them have been used in any sort of crime, which is the idea behind the weapons tracking here. Uh, so that is the story. According to the shop owner, the shop owner opened his store as usual on Thursday, hoping customers understand that the store and the gun range are still operating as normal. But of course that is likely to seriously damage his business as well. If I live in great falls and I have a new firearm to purchase or transfer, um, I'm going to think twice about the place where the IRS just took all the records that show exactly what guns I have. So that yeah. that really sucks for him from a business perspective. Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen and Congressman Matt Rosendale visited the store on Friday. Rosendale wrote a letter to the ATF director and the IRS commissioner asking for answers. But so far, no comment of substance from federal investigators or the ATF director or the IRS commissioner, but something weird appears to be going on in Great Falls. <laughs> we also had this case in Great Falls a few months ago, earlier in the year, where there was a Canadian, uh, a Canadian fed, the Mounties, came down and with the assistance of an, IRA, uh, of an ATF agent, was walking around a Great Falls gun show recording license plates unbeknownst to the Cascade County Sheriff in Montana. Oh. And I still don't know that we got a full explanation for what that was, but it appears that the feds assisted Canadian law enforcement to come down and spy on, at least in part, American citizens without any sort of warrants or anything like that. The worry in that case was, um, or at least what they said they were looking at, was gun smuggling to Canada. Great Falls is a uh, straight shot to Canada, not very far. And... That apparently is what they were trying to investigate. I don't, I don't know if that has any connection to this case. It doesn't sound. The IRS is saying purely a, a tax case, purely finances. And yet they're confiscating all these gun transfer records. We'd be fools to think that the government is not meticulously documenting all this information about all of us. I'm sure they'll say, whoopsie, we, uh, we took those by accident. We definitely didn't copy them all to a hard drive before returning them to you, though. Don't worry. It's fine. Come and take them. See what happens. Hmm. Well, I find this uh, story to be fascinating and worrisome, but of course, I don't want to delay any further from what is 
Probably the most fascinating case of hoax hate I have seen maybe in the history Bro. of the segment. Are you ready? Yes. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Has to be one of the most screwed up hoax hates ever. It's not just an arson of a home in a way that we have seen a few times. There are two dead bodies involved. So this is closer to the sword and scale of hoax hate. And there are very few answers on what actually happened here. Mike Bidet, I know you listen to this show. You've got to cover this when more information comes out. I, it is like news silence on this for the last six days. No new information. Okay, let's start at the top. So on May 6th, this HOA met to discuss short-term rentals and some other stuff. And then um, this guy, Robertson, he owns two short-term rentals in the neighborhood. And he said everybody was getting all pissed off. So eventually the HOA voted to eliminate short-term rentals. And Robertson said that he left Huntsville for Houston after that meeting. When he returned to the home May 8th, he said he found a message that read, we don't lack your kind, presumably N-word, right? Spray painted on his back door. On May 26th, so three weeks later, he said he was inside a room when a window to his two-story rental home was shot out. And then a month later, one of the two homes that he owned caught fire and burned down. Now, this is where it gets weird. There was some information that one guy that was inside the property when it burned down uh, ran out of the house on fire screaming. Um, And there were two bodies found after the fire. So we don't know who, who, to whom these bodies belong, but Roberson has said that he believes that at least one of the victims might be one of his relatives, but still no official confirmation. So Skag and I, while we were supposed to be working on more important stuff, we're just like hashing this out today. Like what could have happened? So your initial thought. Well, I was have that the he- theories, but I want to save them till after we show this guy. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I definitely This is the, the, lo- the local news coverage uh, of, yeah, I, I, a, a house fire with bodies found inside after the N word was spray painted on the back door. Last month, we told you his home in his home in Huntsville was painted with racial slurs. Well, today that same house burned to the ground and authorities found two bodies inside. And the homeowner believes if more people had listened to his initial cries for help, none of this would have happened. From the burnt rubble of Mario Robertson's Huntsville home, investigators unearthed two bodies Saturday. Racism, power, hungriness, money has gotten us to this place. Racism is how we first introduced you to Robertson last month when a slur was spray painted on the home's door. He says it happened after a heated exchange at a homeowners association meeting. The group eventually voted to ban short term rentals in the neighborhood where Robertson operates too, including the home that burned down. Investigators with the state fire marshal's office would not answer any questions about the fire Saturday or the two bodies we saw them pull from it. But neighbors tell us it started around 2.30 in the morning. One saw a man fully engulfed in flames run out of the house, strip, then drive off. Oh, a guy on fire just ran away. Okay. Yeah. So just, 
I put some notes here just to clarify <laughs> for myself so I understand. Based on that video report, the guy who ran and drove off on fire is separate from the two bodies recovered uh, and is not Wait, the what? homeowner. There are two dead people and a guy ran away on fire, but unrelated. Lived. It's a third person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least lived at the time, but we don't know who that is. Presumably that person is still alive. He was gravely injured, but he's still alive. Okay. Also notable that the homeowner explicitly blamed the HOA board for the slur painted on his house without any evidence. This is a prior story from the same news station, May 9th. So clearly this home damage was weaponized against his HOA enemies prior Stands to reason perhaps something uh, of the same effect is going on again this time. And as far as I can see in that case, that case w- it was not solved either. There's no suspect. There's no arrest in this case. Right. No suspect, right. no arrest, and no idea so far as you mentioned who was even killed. These are unidentified bodies and an unidentified guy running away on fire. And no right. confirmation of who that witness is. They said neighbor, someone who lives in the area. But who <laughs> I would like to hear from this person. I know there's an ongoing investigation, but please describe to me the nature of the man running away on fire and then getting into a car and driving away. Did he, he extinguish the fire, I presume, before he entered the vehicle? I, I guess. And, and why doesn't this homeowner know who was in the home at the time? Or at least why won't he say so? I think it might have been my relative. Well, is your relative missing? That would clarify this situation. Who do you think it was and what is your relationship with this person? If he wasn't living there at the time because he rents this out as an Airbnb, do you have a record of who was there that? Because we just have two bodies. Nobody really knows who they are, but I think I have some idea, even though I operate this home as a business and even though I have a suspicion that a direct relative of mine might be dead, but I'm not really sure, even though I could just call that person and say, hey, are you dead? And when they don't respond, then I would know. Right. Okay. Should be should be some record or knowledge of who's in there and what's going on. If not, why not? And the FBI is currently investigating as well, in addition to local police. So to the <laughs> theories of the case, I guess we could start with I had my initial reaction and then we and then you had yours. I think yours is probably correct, but whose do you want to hear first? Yours. Okay. When I heard this, I thought, is this guy covering up a double murder? he he makes enemies it seems like did he kill two people and then stash the bodies and then light the house on fire under this hoax hate premise thinking that they would be destroyed and not recoverable but then whoopsie they were in fact recovered is that is he just a killer covering up his killings that was my initial response uh no okay because double murderers they aren't like they aren't doing Airbnbs and stuff. This seems like a like a low IQ arson situation. So my instinct was like, okay, obviously he did the arson to recoup some of the insurance money from not being able to collect on his Airbnbs anymore because the HOA outlawed short-term rentals. So that's the hoax hate. And then I think that um, the murders were just accidental. I think that like Dante and Rashad or whatever we're like smoking weed and playing xbox in the basement he had no idea and he's like i'm gonna arson my house now and then he just accidentally killed a bunch of his own family members and of course the problem with my theory yours is simpler which it's elegant isn't it um my the problem with my theory is it doesn't explain the third guy running out of there on fire 
Unless right. I'm to believe that he killed two people prior, then forgot that his friend was playing or his relative was playing Xbox in the basement and inadvertently lit him on fire. And then he ran out. So your theory there, I'm I'm just doing your standard hoax hate home arson. But whoops, I forgot my friends or relatives are still in the basement. That are in the basement. Right. That could be. What if it's two? But birds? I see that you have it noted here that this might be a two birds, one stone yeah. situation. What if he needed to kill his family member for some unknown, unrelated reason and get out of his HOA short-term rental restriction so he used it as an opportunity to bury the necessary bodies and cash out? They're not necessarily mutually exclusive. This might be more thoughtful than we're giving it credit for. I think it's hoax hate gone wrong. What about a drug operation? There's no report of an explosion or anything like that, but of course you could have some sort of some sort of fire related to some kind of drug operation, but that doesn't really Black make people sense. People are if, not into doing meth. They <laughs> like less combustible drugs. Okay. Uh, and of course that would conflict with the Airbnb business model, which we know he did. Uh, he did rent this out. Like it, it w- his rental model would have been destroyed by making this a drug house of some kind. So that doesn't really make sense. But how about this? The ultimate hoax, the bodies aren't even real. Okay. He's, <laughs> taking the hoax to the next level to frame the HOA for racist murders that didn't even happen. We don't even know who these bodies are and neither does he. I think so, his brother's like really in over his head on this one. Maybe. Man, uh, if anybody learns, if you're in the area, this is the Houston area of Texas. If anybody sees developments in this story, I am fascinated. I have to know. Fascinated. I could not stop looking into it. There's nothing online in the last week. And this is truly the most interesting hoax hate we have ever done on this show. Seven years we've been doing this. This is the best one. <laughs> I uh, I have another original for you, though. Uh, it's another novel yeah. case. This one is in Indiana. <sighs> and it's an air quotes lesbian couple. I say air quotes because despite her obviously dykey appearance, one woman is married to a man who claims to be a woman, and they're calling that lesbianism. They also have children, or at least one child. I'm not clear one if they have daughter, a biological yeah. child or whatever. But Sandra Mitchell is an author of LGBT books for teens and tweens. A clearly sane woman who still wears a mask inside her own home. Mitchell is married to Jane, a trans woman. So again, a guy who says he's a chick. Because of bills restricting transgender uh, gender transitions for minors and other, other bills that have passed through the uh, Indiana legislature and been signed by the governor she says she and her family are now forced to sell their home near indianapolis liquidate that equity and take it to another state where they can't afford to buy a home anyway an indiana family is packing up and moving to the east coast they are members of the lgbtq community and say they no longer feel safe in this state i'm sandra mitchell i'm a local (laughs) author and editor of books for teens and tweens a lifelong hoosier who is packing up her family and moving out of state the reason she's a queer author and her wife is a transgender woman and a local librarian and they don't feel safe here anymore I never imagined leaving Indiana, but now I can't imagine staying. 
Mitchell says the dozens of anti-trans and LGBTQ bills have steadily made them feel unwelcomed. But she says the last straw was the legislation targeting gender-affirming treatment. Now that they're that determined to pass all of these laws that prohibit basically my wife's existence, my family's existence, how can we stay? And now we have to sell our house and move to a, a, a state with much higher cost of living. We can't afford a house there. So, you know, the wealth that we would have left our children in the equity of our house, that's not going to happen now. She won't be at this year's Pride Parade because she'll still be packing up her house. But she says it's more important than ever that people show up. It does send a message to our legislature and to that very small minority that they are that very small minority. What? No, they're not. Oh, whatever. I mean, you're you're sad that uh, that your values don't align with your state, but you have the option of moving to another state with which they do align. Like, why are you complaining in in a lot in 68 other countries when you get killed? No, 11 countries you get killed. 68 yeah. countries would be illegal. They're merciful. This whole they thing, our way of life isn't allowed here. I, it shouldn't be allowed here. Like, this is such a disaster for the child that you have. You're leaving because you can't find gender affirming care. So it's not available for children. That's why you're leaving. Yeah. I, I looked up the laws and they're, um, uh, they're parent. There's no human sexuality discussion in preschool through third grade. Uh, oh, God forbid. Schools have to notify parents if the child requests to be called a different name or use a different pronoun. No, uh, this nobody gets taxpayer funded gender affirming surgery. If you're in prison. Uh, yeah, you're right. Trans, no transgender health care for minors at transgender health care, air quotes, uh, gender transitions for kids. And uh, they they Indiana legislature won't let localities ban conversion therapy. So you have to allow that localities do. And certain books that the state has deemed harmful materials are not going to be present in school libraries. So, yeah, if um, if your existence depends on your ability to meddle with children in this way, you have a uh, you have an existence maybe that should be meddled with, I suppose. Yeah. That, that's really weird. She's acting like there's a pitchfork mob at her house forcing her out of her home. Nobody cares. Live your life how you want. You just can't meddle with kids in this way. And she's, what the crap does she want? Does she want us to subsidize her new, more expensive life where her dumbass lifestyle is accepted? Is that where she's going with this? And speaking of mistreating the child, in addition to the gender propaganda, of course, but you're saying, yeah, we have all this equity in the home and someday that would be of benefit to our kid, but we're going to liquidate it and take it and we can't afford a house in the new place. So what we're going to throw it away on rent and drain it down so that this kid is in a worse financial position because some people in our state disagreed with us. Oh, these people who are in the minority need to learn that they're in the minority. It's very interesting because I thought your whole perspective was minorities need to be protected like me and my yeah, air really. quotes wife. When you're a minority, well, then it's the state's duty to protect you. When other people are a minority, well, fuck them because they're a minority. Very interesting. <laughs> Convenient. Well, anyway, that's they're that. About to, they're about to find out. They're <laughs> fucking around and they're finding out. So, <laughs> No word on where they're actually going. They've right. got to be going to California, right? They said East Coast. So, so did somewhere, they? Yeah, okay. they, that's the only thing they said. New York. Um, I'll have to be quick on these last two because we are up against the clock and I want to leave time for the Godfather. But in a gay neighborhood of Memphis, rainbow flag crosswalks were vandalized last weekend. But this isn't your typical no. tire skid marks on the rainbow paint story. In this case, someone actually took the time, displayed the dedication to write the word fags 
on all four <laughs> rainbow pathways of this intersection. People walking around Cooper Young describe how they felt seeing the leftovers of a homophobic slur that vandals spray painted on the rainbow crosswalks at the intersection of Cooper and Young early Saturday morning. It's sad that that's the kind of thing that, you know, someone like me would have to see walking down the street who lives here. But just hours before we went to see the crosswalks for ourselves, what many consider a hate-filled four-letter word was clearly visible and defacing all four cross streets of one of the largest LGBTQ plus neighborhoods in the southeastern United States. And with the help of multiple volunteers Saturday, they erased the hate to the best of their ability. And we got it cleaned up in about three hours. Jared Price, who spearheaded the efforts to get the rainbow crosswalks installed four years ago, also wants justice. And he's hoping these skycock cameras from the Memphis Police Department will identify the people who did this. We filed a police report and there's four different cameras right above us. I'm sure it was caught on footage. So now that we filed the police report, they can go back and look for footage and try to uh, capture the cowards that did this. Dude, this is in Memphis? Yeah, which uh, at first I thought, that's very interesting. You have police cameras on it the whole time and we're a week later and nobody has even produced an image of the person that did this. But then I remembered, oh yeah, every other person gets murdered of color every other day in yeah, Memphis. Yeah. So uh, they Don't they have more... like 30,000 unprocessed rape kits and they, they give a fuck about somebody, they wrote fags, right? Yeah, so this or might homo? actually be legit and the police are like, if true, don't, I don't care. care. Deal with it, yeah. fags. Sorry. <laughs> Based. Maybe that's what's going on here. I got 50 murders I got to investigate, man. I don't know what uh, yeah. to tell you. Um, Some mad lesbian. Yeah. I'm offended. They're like, shut up. We can't deal with this right now. Uh, this last story, I wish I could give more time to, but maybe I'll just, if people aren't aware of it, let me just describe it briefly because it's something you should be aware of. A guy had his whole Amazon smart home devices, all of that, shut off by Amazon because a delivery guy thought he heard his ring doorbell say a racial slur. But the but the delivery man was wearing headphones and it was just Alexa saying something like, uh, excuse me, how are you? Or whatever your stupid N-word? ring. <laughs> there was no slur. What happened? And, yeah. So this guy, he's locked out of the devices that control his lights and his doorbell and all sorts of things. And he's black, by the way, he's not, he's a, he's a black guy. <laughs> he can't serious? use major pieces of his house because he's locked out of Amazon because he's banned <laughs> because some delivery guy said his ring doorbell said the N word when it didn't. And it's a really fascinating, it's just, it's the circumstances are fascinating, but the, the, the ideas here about mega corporations like Amazon controlling effectively the switches in our house because we thought the wrong thing. What do people expect, though, by, by automating everything? You're clearly giving up control. Yeah. And even Amazon's statement, because they've since fixed this, they say. Amazon says, in this case, we learned through our investigation that the customer did not act inappropriately and we're working directly with the customer to resolve the But why concerns. would it matter? But that's, yeah, that's the thing. In this case, what if he said, go away, N-word? Yeah. Does Amazon retains the right to make his house non-functional in many ways because he does clearly that in, in this case. Okay, great. What tell me about the other cases when I decide that Alexa needs to learn the N word. What about that? Yikes. Uh, Who who owns this property? Who, man, if you don't have the freedom of your own mind to think what you want and the freedom of the space within the walls of your home, of course, that freedom has been violated uh, many times. I and mean, people get secret recordings of people in their own private residences all the time. So I suppose that's been violated long before Alexa intervened. But interesting story for people to check out. Do you have anything else to say about it? 
No, we're getting what we deserve. Hmm. Why does it all this have to be automated? Why? Well, you speaking can't stick of, your key in your front door. Like, come on, man. Speaking of getting what you deserve, how about the movie review? Ah, fine. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. This week's movie is the 1972 Francis Ford Coppola, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino gangster classic The Godfather, in which a mob boss rejects a drug deal so his rivals shoot him up and kill his firstborn son, but his youngest son kills the drug kingpin and the rest of the mob bosses and assumes the namesake role from movie picker Draculama. A man does what he must to provide for his family. One of the best movies of all time. Sometimes violence is thrust upon a man and he must choose to rise to the occasion to protect the ones he loves and secure a future for his family. This is a five wiki or you're gay. As always, your review and your rating. Uh, Okay, this was not my first time seeing Godfather. I've seen it. I've seen it many times. I don't know. What can I say? Okay, this this is clearly a solid film. It's a solid film. Um... But because it's not the best gangster film, like the Goodfellas is a better film than Godfather. Oh, thank God. I thought we were going to fight over this. I'm relieved. It's not the best gangster film. Okay, Goodfellas my is instinct, so much better. It's so much better. My, my instinct is to rage and to say that this movie sucks because it has this cult following that I think is probably not deserved. Also, Godfather 2 is better than Godfather. Um, but of course, this movie doesn't suck. Uh, my only real complaint is, is the hype is the hype around this people fucking love this movie if you say that you don't like goodfellas like people will burn your house down and Godfather. then there there will be three people in the house they don't even know that they're there and then one person runs out and they're on fire <laughs> oh i see where you're going it took a second um, but yeah i got you okay the most interesting part of this film is the story of kate and viewing the corleones through her lens as an outsider so that i like that dynamic that being said um diane keaton was so horribly miscast like this relationship would never happen i was right. it would it's, just it's k is it k it's I've been not calling k, her it's k yeah whatever it just it would never happen like yeah. al pacino and, and they just have no they have no um attraction to each other and and like she's not hot enough for it to be this this alluring thing and i i just don't understand the romance but like i i do like the intrigue of seeing their family from, from, from her perspective. So um, all in all, I don't think I did rewatch it, but I don't think it stood the test of time in the same way that other gangster movies have like, like Goodfellas. Um, but I still gave it a four out of five because I felt like I had to. <laughs> what? I didn't enjoy this movie, but it's mostly on me for not appreciating well, its excellence. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I am pregnant. So like I'm, I'm sensitive to the complaints of the audience, but this isn't a shitty movie. I I feel like I judge movies differently when people are like, this is the greatest movie. There's truth to that. Yeah. There's truth to that. It's a fine movie. It's solid. It's good. Oh, and another unpopular opinion. I've always thought that Marlon Brando's um, acting was over the top. And I, I don't like his, affect i don't like the accent i don't like this weird stroke thing he was doing i've never gotten it um i don't know it's it's a fine it's it's a fine movie so you're upping it to a five now yeah it's 10 out of five (laughs) no four out of five four out of five 
I'm fine with that. I'm not going to give it the full Blade Runner, Citizen Kane hate. And I, I before I give it, before I explain my lack of enjoyment, um, I I do try to be fair with these movies that are revered as best movie ever territory, which according to yeah. IMDb, this is second behind Shawshank. And for example, I like Shawshank quite a lot. So I know that I, I try to check myself to think, am I just being contrarian? I hope I'm not. I try to give these yeah, a fair yeah. shake. Um, but so the things I can say about this positively in presentation, the Godfather actually holds up very well. I thought some of the deaths were hilariously overacted, particularly the, um, the baptism murders. I mean, come on. But it was 1972. And if you saw a lot of this movie today, it looks a little dated, but it's not drastically different from movies today, just in the way it's shot and and a lot of its aesthetic choices. So even though I didn't find a lot of enjoyment in the, the story or the characters, I can respect a movie that holds up in its production as well as this one does. If the point of this bit is understanding references, the Godfathers must be acknowledged. Uh, there's the For horse sure. head in, in bed, which I mean everybody already knows about, but I'd never seen the scene, and now I have. The offer he can't refuse line. But even politically, Fredo was very politically relevant only a few years ago when Chris Cuomo was called Fredo by that uh, guy with the public confrontation. And then uh, Cuomo said it was the Italian equivalent of the N-word. So who knew it was um, Fredo? (laughs) It was it was N-word N-word Corleone this whole time. (laughs) And he later apologized. So it's, it's, it's relevant. Clearly, I will acknowledge that there's some decent family philosophy sprinkled in. I have some major problems with this family philosophy taken to the extent that it is in this movie. But, and even though, even though I have trouble understanding a lot of Vito's lines, like you were saying, I did understand the one that matters the most when he says, quote, a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. There's a lot of truth to that. It's even if you're a mobster, it's not money. It's not political power. It's not physical strength. It's not wealth. None of these These things do matter, but only to the extent that they serve family. Absent family, they're not goods in and of themselves. And even though I don't think Vito is, I don't, I don't agree with the choices that he makes. um, He seems to understand that, that value hierarchy and that can be appreciated. And then lastly, um, was that actually a car bomb or was it just a chick driver? That's an unexplained mystery <laughs> of the movie. We were watching we were watching this and like, oh, well, it's a woman trying to learn to drive a manual. What do you expect? That's an automatic explosion. Was she well, actually killed by some hitman <laughs> accidentally? She was so hot, though. I was like, no, you're too hot for this. Now, Never. what I don't like about this movie, I will file this in an, as another example of a. there's a decent hour and a half to two hour movie in here. It does not need to be as long as it is. It, it, it goes way out of its way several it's times. It's only what? It's two hours. It's three. It's two fifty five or whatever. You have a story. Kind of flew by. That didn't bother me too much. Mob boss gets into trouble. Guys get killed. More guys get killed in revenge. Done. But we got to see this Sicily side story. And I know you got to see the boobs. All right. Great. That was worth the extra hour, I guess. <laughs> are we going to get a boob analysis? It's the only reason I wanted you to watch this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm Godfather boob. Uh, I am. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm neutral. I, I'm neither a fan nor a hater. They're just okay. I think they're weird. I think they're weird looking. I'm not into. Is she it. the one with the fake ones that you were talking about? Okay, so I, I looked because I, they're so small that I was like, is it possible that these these are not breast implants? But they're they're very close together. 
And then like they're really full on top, which, which is really only typical, even in very young women, they don't have a lot of boob mass on top. So like I am maintaining that she has small seventies implants. Also her areola is exactly the same color as the rest of her skin. Not to out my wife, but she did notice that. That's weird that the the same color. (laughs) You need like a, like a, like a little, you know, a nipple discrepancy in color. It's important. The boundaries need to be clearly defined. I agree. Okay. Uh, anyway, I just, it, it, you got this whole domestic violence story between Carlo and Connie. That's, that's relevant. I like that. It gets, I like it, that. it gets sunny killed, but man, it, it, it takes forever just to get sunny killed. Um, she got, had some of it coming. <laughs> we got these, just the painfully slow intermob uh, drug business politics. So you think it was too many storylines? There's too many storylines. It's making gang warfare somehow boring. <laughs> Less talking, more Tommy guns. And and I thought that just too many characters, too. It lacked focus. This is another one of those movies. Fundamentally, mm-hmm. this is a story about Michael. Michael's story from little brother to Don himself. So many characters and plot pieces going on that's not immediately apparent. And you kind of don't really realize that till the end of the movie. Although, I guess, uh, defender of this movie would say that's the point. Um, but it, it doesn't take 50 mob guys to make a good gangster movie. You pick one, you focus. The Godfather's Wikipedia page lists about 30 characters. And I bet even the best, the biggest fan of this movie can't name half of them from memory because nobody can, can keep track of that much noise. It's just simplify. There's, there is, it just lacked the charm and focus and comedic element of Goodfellas. I would agree. Yeah. Just like there's, it's not total crap in concept. It just needs a little sharpening, a little refining. Um, I thought, I thought the jumping timeline was a little bit hard to follow. It is chronological. It's not going back into like, it's not going future to past and all that, but, um, but they're jumping several years uh, over the course of a decade. And sometimes that's not explicitly clear. So it's just a movie where I'm, for a three-hour movie, if I'm constantly asking, like, wait, who is this? What is this person doing? I have to rewind to to refresh my memory of what's going on here. That is that is an exhausting endeavor. And mm. so it, it just was difficult to to watch in that way. And normally I would not directly challenge or dispute a point made by the movie picker because these movie pickers love these movies, and I'm not trying to attack personally. And so Dr- Draculama, I know you take this in good faith. Because I take you calling me gay in good faith for not giving this a five star. But that challenge is why I have to indulge in the uh, the response myself. Because I, I don't really take this as a, as a story of a guy who does what he must for his family. Or the I don't really accept the premise that the Corleones are, are reluctant with violence in that way. They are a crime family. They initiate criminal aggression throughout. Vito killed a guy's prized horse over a movie role dispute. Michael murdered the other family dons even after a truce while hijacking the church for an alibi and moral credibility. These are not moves that were defensive or responsive in nature. They were aggressive moves in pursuit of power and nothing more. And I get the point of the movie is not necessarily that I'm supposed to agree with or sympathize with or even respect the Corleones. The point of the movie is to understand them and sort of that family dynamic that existed at the time. Um, But I don't even grant the premise that they're doing this to protect family. It's like all of your crime activity does what? It gets your family members killed. It doesn't protect them in any way. You're not building a future for them when they're dead. I I just reject the premise. 
if you want to protect your family, try a little more moral fortitude and you'll build a yeah. future for them that is much more, not only more worthwhile, but that a future they'll actually live through. So I know I, 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 the point of the movie is not, well, the Corleone's what great guys. I just, the idea that a man does what he must for his family. I don't know. It seems like a guy and his family committing crime because they can. Uh, that seems what it, uh, that's what it seems like to me. But yeah, uh, totally. But that's and there's entertainment in that. Don't get me wrong. Guys committing crime because they can is an entire entertainment genre. I just I'm just trying to say I don't think it's a five and I'm not gay. Draculama. Will you just grant me? That? You said you're not gay a lot. I know. Oh, I'm defensive. Anyway, thank you for indulging me in good faith. Draculama. I appreciate it. All right. Uh Oh, I left out the formality. For those reasons, I gave it a, uh, I gave it a two wiki rating. What? Yeah. I guess no surprise there. It's definitely enough for me, dog. I'm right there with Peter Griffin. He was right. Did you ever hear Peter Griffin's confession that he did not care for the Godfather? Oh, really? Yeah. As they're dying in their safe room with the sprinklers. Anyway, it's linked in the review if you've never seen that. Um, yeah, but this, this movie is supposedly the second greatest of all time. It, it's, it's to me, it's not just a criminal story. It is criminally overrated. Ha <laughs> ha. But I'm sad. Anyway, moving on. I'll see myself out. Uh, early reaction from the audience. Uh, let's see how much people love this movie. Yeah, everyone does. Over 50% of the early voters giving it a five wiki and a full quarter of them or nearly a quarter of them giving it a four. So nobody, uh, dislikes it or very few dislike it in the way that i do which i fully expected but next week we're gonna watch uh good morning vietnam 1987 robin williams movie i've never seen it have you uh no i've not i will check that out and then uh we have a fresh list of nominations for july from listeners jamie and Jeannie. we have jaws team america world police Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Isn't that uh isn't that a blonde uh a blonde pick? Or just oh, that, Ma- that movie's awesome, yeah. The Mel Gibson movie, right? Oh yeah. Network it's like Prime Mel Gibson. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, The Big Lebowski, Beetlejuice. Oh, Network, was that the movie you were just telling me about? It was. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Um Beetlejuice, The Iron Giant, or of course you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top rated movie instead and as a reminder if you'd like to read my movie reviews comment how stupid i am for not liking the godfather or any other movies i may be overly critical of or submit your own rating vote for the next movie and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month the one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and of course on the homepage of the website that is mattchristensenmedia.com all right We'll get back into our chat, and I can't wait for the bloodbath, for the roast, for <laughs> doing it once again, doing what I've done to Ooh. to uh, Groundhog Day and Blade Runner. And, You're such an asshole. Yeah. I left off uh, on with impatient patient. Actually, I need to read okay. that one if you want to take over after this one. Hey, Matt and Blonda, I love your content. I've been watching weekly for about five years. Whoa. You have lots of Canadian fans. It would be great to hear you discuss Chinese election interference in Canada. Well, thank you for tuning in from the Great White North. Uh, my knowledge of Canadian politics is limited strictly to laughing at Justin Trudeau. That's pretty much it. I. Uh, it's true. I'm on Team China. China should be interfering in all of our elections more. I don't care. 
It's our only way out of this, frankly. Um, No, actually, (laughs) the Muslims and the Chinese are going to save us. I mean, why not? The Muslims are saving us. What's the difference? Um, Yeah, if you did, you get Tortuga. I did. Yeah, if you have a story uh, about that that you'd like me to check out, you can send it my way. Of course, I just um, I I shy away from. It's not like I've never talked about Canadian politics. Of course, I have, but when they're when it's issues about like. the the specific process of politics like parliamentary everything i don't understand the parliamentary system man i don't even understand how you're like one time i, I described trudeau as the head of state and someone corrected me no actually the queen at the time the she what? was the head really? of state yeah because they're still uh like a commonwealth country or whatever all those things That's it's so like, stupid i don't understand how you guys work i'm just i'm out i know i only know the american system and it's confusing enough what a bunch of fags stupid canadians are you good? Uh, except for impatient patient. He is not a fag, stupid Canadian. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you're cool. You're cool. Thank you, man. Walter Mellon. F you, Becca. I liked your prego bump post and Twitter put a full frontal picture of Miles Stewart Newwood <laughs> on my timeline because of you. Good luck on the newborns, both of you. But F you, Becca. I Sometimes I see something and like the only way to get it out of my brain is to share it with other people because misery loves company it's not against the law it's like, you know when somebody tells you somebody tells you a secret that's like so caustic for you to have you just have to tell somebody else just so that you're not the only person uh i i'm not a good secret keeper but for other reasons because i just accidentally say things without intent i'm not sort of, pregnant yeah i mean I, things like that i i'm not uh, the sort of person that if i know a secret it occupies my mind and i have to tell someone i just uh i forget that they're secrets and i that's how i felt with the milo stewart thing i don't know i think i'm gonna delete those posts uh, i'm extremist on this juneteenth remember to place nine volts or a new smoke detector under the bicycle this evening this this thing this meme has legs someone mentioned it in the chat the other week and i had no idea what this was but this is Joy Reid. And the reason I say it has legs is because it's not just Joy Reid. There are examples of many others doing this. People living in their homes with the chirping smoke detector going off and uh, not changing the battery. How do you, I guess to the point of the meme, the assumption is um, these particular people don't understand that's what that chirping indicates, that the battery is low and needs replacement. But even if you don't know that, maybe you're new to, you just haven't heard that before for whatever reason. Um. How do you tolerate that? How does it not annoy the hell out of you? The second that starts going off in my house, that I don't care what I, I don't care if my kid's going to be born. I have to change that battery You've right gotta now. You've got to take care of it. You so have I don't to take care of it. How can people do that? Yeah. Uh, um, John, we've been telling the left for years how Muslims in the alphabet mafia can't coexist in Hamtramck. I, I still don't know how to say that. Yeah, that's happens it. and. Yeah. Oh, really? And to them, it's a bigger revelation than us finding out Matt wipes <laughs> while he's standing up. Oh, my God. I, I, That's true. Th- this is a fascinating conflict. <laughs> it's not. It makes no sense. I, we've argued the point. Uh, in the interest of not repeating myself, I will not return to it. But it is interesting how people are on sides without realizing they're on sides because nobody really discusses this. But we do because we bring you the real news. Yeah. Well, I forget whoever the the chatter was that prompted that discussion. Uh, remind me of your identity because I've forgotten, and you have you have changed the course of the show. <laughs> Robin D. Banks, 
added your guardian. Not sure what you meant by that. Sorry for acting like a normie on you, bro. You're a vet, right? You're not too injured, are you? Snuggles you appreciatively. Get well soon, bud. Who talking, is Robin D. Banks? Talking I just to want to like guardian. Yeah. see her, you know? Uh, I, I, you, could, you could email her and perhaps she will uh, send selfies. Can you send me a selfie? No nudes, please. Uh, no nebulizer. Milo Stewart's. No Miles Stewart. Yeah, if white you, people don't have a culture, then explain beach-themed bathrooms. Oh, what an abomination. Yeah. Or like, I've noticed that a lot Come of people on, that man. have no design aesthetic have like African themes in their house too. You notice that? Like what? Like zebra print stuff and like safari type stuff in their house. I've not seen that. Like a uh, like tiger right? wallpaper or something. That's, that's not Africa, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, you know what I mean? Not yeah. like, you know, uh, Mac Grendel, you've settled my worries. You had a great set at the house at the last house. And now it's the same. Thanks for that. I want all my walls <laughs> to be like the one behind you. Ever thought of doing an HGTV set build vid? <laughs> you should. Uh, no. Well, I, first off, thank you. I like the way that my background looks. And so it's like, why change it? Just because I why feel like I have it? to. And frankly, um, obviously, as you can you can predict, it uh, is a resource draining activity to uh, to put your family into a new home. And so where costs can be cut, it is wise to uh, repurpose the resources at your, at your disposal. So yeah, why would I scrap what I have and, and, and just try to, I didn't have time this week or the last week to, uh, to rebuild something. Uh, I do have plans to move spaces within this home within the next year or two. This is this room I'm in will not actually be the permanent space I'm in, namely because there's a sleeping infant right on the other side of that wall, oh. which is very, very well, he's not technically an infant anymore. What's the, be- he's, he's more like he's a, toddler. a little toddler, but yeah. um, little that's buddy. not ideal going forward to have me just speaking loudly into the wall on the other side of which he's trying to sleep. So oh, he's so cute. She sent me an updated picture. He was so blonde. It started adorable. to turn though. It's there are signs of darker hair incoming. Oh, you got to kill him. But thank you, Mac. Okay, and no, yeah. Um, do I have I ever thought about doing interior design? As I said, I'm not gay, but number two, uh, the people at home Depot would, you want to know what this set is? It's home Depot barnwood, uh, backing laminate. No, it's like, it's legitimate, like quarter inch. Uh, I don't know what kind of wood it is, but it's, you know, it's the barnwood look for, and then the shelving has penis wood. And it's also Home Depot piping. And then it's reclaimed barnwood from a reclaimed barnwood place that I used to live by. And then some cheap ass Chinese electronic lamps. At least I'm pretty sure they're Chinese. I probably should have bought American on that one, but I confess I went inexpensive. So thank you. You sent that twice. We can send one back. Let us know. Um, Injured guardian, Matt, if you are blonde, Wait, blonde, if you, Matt, or I, or any other person sensibly ran over a cyclist, that would be called provocation manslaughter. I was a juror in a non-bike provocation manslaughter case a few years ago. Mm. Interesting. Non-bike. So I have two friends that got called into jury duty this week, and I asked them both, like, why didn't you just say, I'm racist? <laughs> I'm like, well, we couldn't. I've, I've heard of this trick. Do that. Yeah. Well, it's not a trick. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> For some of us. <laughs> yeah. But what, will that get you out of jury duty? Uh, if you said that, like, I am I am predisposed to assume people's guilt or innocence. Based on their race? Based on their race. Yeah, I generally speak. I guess it depends. If, if um, 
it depends on the races of the people of the person accused or the person the, the alleged victim i guess can i get an early life check on this perp and i don't need to hear any of the facts of the case <laughs> uh, i'm just saying i have guy. like a 90 percent likelihood of being correct that's all for real yeah like other people aren't doing that <laughs> Well, uh, uh, yeah, the jury system is not perfect. It's simply the best mechanism that we as humans have. That's true. Uh, but it is not without its flaws. You can't stop the scout. Happy Juneteenth, everyone, or as, or as I like to call it, inter international. Is that what that's supposed to say? Mm. Yeah, bicycle stealing and child abandonment day. <laughs> Make sure to leave out some fried chicken and watermelon for St. George Floyd. How dare you? How dare you? Thank oh, you. Oh. Okay, and you also sent that twice, so we can send one of them back to you if you need us to. Um, <laughs> it's okay, it's over. It's all right. I'm, I'm, Bible I'm study, laughing. Robert. And that's what I'm laughing at is what Robert just said. I was not oh. laughing at your sickness. It's okay. Uh, I rode my bike yesterday. A guy in a truck yelled at me uh, some obscenities about cyclists at the next stoplight. He told me, I've already run over one cyclist. I thought, a bad subscriber. Wow. Yeah, he listens <laughs> oh, to Oh, I the forgot show. Robert is Robert is a cyclist. Uh yeah, but I know Robert and Robert is um he's not that kind of guy. I I've never personally witnessed Robert cycling, but I guarantee That's you true. he doesn't do the sort of behaviors that I'm talking about. Robert is the tits. He gets a single man cycle exclusion. He's the one He's the one person and my I, dad ba based on how he conducts himself in other aspects of life. I am sure he cycles with respect and decency I to such a, to the extent such a thing is possible, Robert, but uh, I would no, fall I over dead if I found out he was not observing traffic law. <laughs> That's the thing is I have no problem. Like again, members of my family enjoy mountain biking, trail bike riding, whatever. I'm not anti bike. I get bikes aren't for me, but I get the appeal of them. Uh, I am anti people who just totally, destroy the rules of traffic and act like they're entitled to do it. I would have as big a problem with them if they were driving cars and acting like jackasses really while doing it. Going. It's, just, it's just, it just doesn't. The entitlement. It's the entitlement of the road hogging cyclist. I don't think that Robert wears sweat wicking clothes. My guess is that he's, he wears a suit and he rides he might. a bike to work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He might. Laurel, hang in there, blonde. I was a lot sicker when pregnant with my son than with my daughter, so hopefully this means you're having a boy. It will be worth it. May he be as tall as your husband. I don't care. Everybody, what do you want? I'm like, I genuinely don't give a shit. You don't care either, do you? Uh, I, want, I want a healthy baby. Uh, no, I, I, I want to I raise both a son and a daughter, but I don't care about the order, and I think we're uh, obviously hoping and assuming that we have a healthy child this time around. I think the aim is for us to have three, and so odds are good that we'll have at least one of each. In that arrangement. And I've already avoided. I, I I said long ago, if it's three daughters, I'm done. Like, I'm out. I give up on having a son if it's three daughters. Oh, yeah. My friend, she's had like really close pregnancies kind of accidentally. And she, I think she's 36. And she just found out that her third pregnancy, the one she's pregnant with right now, is is the third boy. And she's like, what? She's excited, you know. Three boys but I can do. I'm just not three teenage girls in my house. I, I'm not risking a fourth. It might be way easier than three teenage boys. though. I don't know, man. If they're good. If they're good. I, that's a battle I'm not going to win. I just I, I know that's the case. Who knows? Your kids can end up shitting no matter what their gender is. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. If you order drinks from the HIV restaurant, be sure to specify no chaser. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> 
Thank you, Hunky Buck. <laughs> oh, Emmeline. Brit City Kitty. There's already an Indian Pacific Railroad in Australia. What is this in reference to? I don't even remember. Oh, is there? There's an... Yeah, I guess that makes sense because the east coast of Australia is still the Indian Ocean, right? And the west coast... Like, the, the, the east and west coasts are separate oceans, right? Let me take a look at my world map since yes. I'm an ignoramus American. But yeah, that would make sense. There's got to be a railroad connection from the east coast of Australia to the west coast, right? Yes. So I wonder what Biden is talking about. I guess I assumed he was not talking about Australia. But yeah, um, the east coast of Australia. Did I get these reversed earlier? The east coast of Australia is the South Pacific Ocean. The west coast of Australia is the Indian Ocean. There's got to be a railroad across Australia. That seems there's got to be a whole tour where you can look at all the dingoes and kangaroos and koalas. There's nothing in the middle of that country. It's a giant shit. spiders and a lot of sun and, and aboriginals um, and death. That's Mr. where that Blank. guy should have gone to hide his bodies uh, from the hoax hate in Houston. He should have gone to should have taken him to Australia. You can bury him there. Yeah, that would have been a whole thing. Uh, Neely's family set a world record getting off the grift, getting to the grift. But for some reason, couldn't find a way to keep Neely off the GAC for 20 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it's funny that it, that his family shows up now just to say, uh, oh, man, everybody else owed him this and that and whatever. He's mentally ill and he had all these problems. Oh, it's, it's pretty weird that you guys, his family did not, uh, that you hadn't spoken with him for years. Uh, I understand that bad things can happen to good families. But based on the understanding that we have now, his family was not trying to help him in any way. They allowed no, I mean, him to be a crazy, do? homeless uh, guy harassing others on the train in New York for years doing drugs. And now suddenly, once he predictably dies, if it wasn't this way that he died, guarantee he was going to die soon of something OD, very yeah. similar. You guys didn't stop that. You didn't You didn't help him out at all. Now it's everybody else's fault, though. Can you read a few of these? Yeah, where did, uh, that was... Uh, I think... In, okay, so... Yeah, Injured Guardian is next. That reminds me, since the Brits have a harlot queen consort, now we have, uh, and we have a harlot VP, so Camilla and Kamala. Their names are kind of similar, actually. Certain aspects of both Roman infamy and Greek ostracism should be examined for re-implementation. Well, your historical references are beyond my expertise, but I will take your word for it. And uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't take either as good signs. I'll, I'll say that. Kaiser and Gilroy... I'm pleased with my wife. She explained to me that my child, or she explained to my child why pride, the pride flag is not a good thing. Parents need to hammer this lesson home to all children. It's not against the law, ho. Pride <laughs> is a sin. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I, in an ideal world, I, I we wouldn't have to have this discussion at all. It's not against the law, ho. Fuck you. Thank you, LaDonna. Uh, it's, we wouldn't have to have this discussion with our kids at all, but to the extent that it's thrown in all of our faces in public, I guess the question is, do you ignore it? Do you address it? Right. I, I fully understand what you're saying, though. Explain the world to your kids. That's your job as a parent. Explain the world. Make it make sense to them. So sounds like you have that uh, first and foremost. So all the best to your family. Robin D. Banks says, Becca, congrats on another child. May God bless the next 10,000 years of your family with love, success, and fulfillment. Also, oh. your nose will never not be cute, just so you know. You forget oh. sometimes. Well, that is it's, very kind. It's not going super well already, so. Thank you, Robin. It's already big and red. As always. 
Injured Guardian says, wait, if Twitter bans people for suicide advocacy, then what do they do about Canadian doctors? Fair question. Are they not, have they just not allowed on the platform? Yeah, it's, it's getting crazy up in Canada. I've seen some news stories. People just like, I don't know. I can't afford my rent. I think I'll kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Will you help me out, Doc? Right this way. Yep. Long Dong John says, Matt, I left a reply in your cyclist solution tweet. You might want to see. Also, I'm not convinced you've moved uh, you've moved a house at all. Everything is too normal and the duct tape hasn't <laughs> failed. Happy Father's Day. So far, um, the thing about the move, and, and thank you, by the way. I didn't see the particular tweet, but you're welcome to send it my way if you'd like me to uh, to see it. Keeping up with every Twitter notification, my uh, for my own sanity, I, I try to keep my communication to my emails as best I can. So if there's something that you'd like me to see, send it to my email and I'll, I'll get it there. But uh but yeah, thank you, thank you for the the compliment uh, the compliment on the on how the stream has gone and and of course the the move went really smoothly and uh, and I'm very thankful for that to to be able to have this e- e- everything about getting out of the old house and into the new house went better than expected and the whole time I was just waiting for like something messed up to happen and destroy the whole thing and there were a few possible Pick red ups. flags but man like compared to other people's horror stories of interactions with other people in real estate transactions this is the first one of mine obviously my first was under you know weird and tragic circumstances it was nothing more than me going into the title office and signing a bunch of paperwork and there was no real joy about it this was different in so far as it was my first interaction with buyers and my first interaction as a buyer in like a negotiation kind of way and um, and it was it's just it, to to have the new spot for our family is is really incredible. But to have it go as well as it did without as minimal struggle as possible, we're just really thankful for. And of course, thank you guys in the audience for helping make that possible and for keeping the show. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to keep the show running, and I thank you for helping me keep it running because it's great, man. They, they, I I love being in my routine, and I've been out of my routine for the last two weeks because we've had to pick up our lives and move it a few miles down the street and start it over. But now that I like tomorrow, I'm back in routine routine and I can't wait because I've missed that for two weeks. And you know, like do the same work at the same time, do the same chores at the same time, eat at the same time, go to bed at the same time. Don't have to pick up all the bullshit and organize all the bullshit. And it's just unpacked. Pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the garage. We still have a storage unit with extra stuff that we'll have to get to over the next few weeks. But the bulk of it is complete. And oh, that's great. That's a relief. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Long Tom. John. <laughs> uh, we are at the bottom of the hour. I don't know if you're feeling like you can you can make it. I'll wait it, until uh, my parents drop off. I don't worry. Okay. Um, are you able to continue? I had to refresh. Next yeah, up for sure. me is Knuckle Hunky Buck. Uh, every dog faced pony soldier knows that a 50 cal is just an AR 15 with a pistol brace strapped on. God save the queen. <laughs> yeah, man. That sounds correct. Come on, man. Come uh, on, oh, man. Long time, John. Matt, I just left a reply in your cycle. Oh, I read this tweet. You might want to see. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tara Brooks. Brooks. My husband, Casey, got me hooked on y'all some number of years ago. So I just wanted to shout out uh, to him on Father's Day for everything he does in supporting our family so I can homeschool our daughter and be a home. Stutter. What a good man. Thank you, Casey Brooks. Brooks. Am I retarded? <laughs> There's a weird uh, C in there, right? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Brooks. Yeah. Okay. 
Casey Brooks, your good husband and father and turning your wife onto this show was the best thing you've currently ever done in your family. Outside of marrying her. Thank you My very much. Appreciate All the best to your family. <laughs> Blonde. What? I'm laughing at what? my Grundle. Oh, okay. Blonde, my mother was 40 when I was born and that was 50 years ago. I only needed two blood transfusions after I was born and I'm only partially retarded. Relax and enjoy the miracle. Yeah, I'm old. This is the last one. No matter how this turns out, I'm not doing this again. I don't believe no. you, but. What are you talking about? At 35, your risk of trisomy is one in 200. At 40, it's one in 18. One in 18. One in 18. Can you imagine if you had like a three to 4% risk? Wait, it's even higher than that, right? I don't want to hear Five to 6% risk. It's true. Five to 6% risk of having a kid that had like Down syndrome or trisomy 13. And in the 1800s, your chances of dysentery on the Oregon Trail were 99%. People still did that. Dude, man, no. That's, that's no, I, this is the last one. All right. My husband wanted more kids. He should have married me earlier. That's, <laughs> this is on him. Yeah. Thunderstorm. Uh, I didn't like the Godfather, but it did get me curious to research the mob. And I found out how Mussolini cleaned the mob out of Italy. <laughs> is that true? God bless everyone. I don't know the history of that. Mussolini did a lot of good stuff. Mentrex. When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes apparent ah <laughs> fuck off mentrex what a jerk <laughs> uh, logan or i swear to god matt if you hate the godfather you're going to the cattle car showers because of the small hat you I'm, wear okay I'm sorry. he had legitimate criticisms about the godfather legitimate criticisms i i don't know what to tell you man i can't i can't uh, pretend to like movies that i don't and I just, I, I did not care for The Godfather, just like Peter Griffin. I'm just trying Jacko. not to lie to you. That's all. But thank you, Logan. I appreciate it. Jacko, merch idea, blonde action figure with authentic dry heaving action. And Matt figure that says my principles when you squeeze it and bonus slap down motion with the included Clevin, <laughs> Clevin, Kevin Flanagan figure. Uh, yeah, we should, we, I forgot we about probably him. do for a merch refresh. I should think about that. Yeah. Um, I don't have action figures and I have, you know, I still have t-shirts that reference Susan. So clearly that's outdated. I'm going to have to think about uh, some, some opportunities. I guess I need to know what sticks did. If it's on eBay, was it like a custom made individual item? Is that it's the his idea? bobblehead doll, right? It's he did, but who made it for him? How did he acquire it? I thought this? a fan made it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Like if you can get them mass produced, that'd be pretty cool, but I don't know how realistic that is. Um, Ishmael Rivera. Matt's keyboard. Matt and I once made love. He pushed my buttons for years and left his thumb oils all over my space. My favorite comment that someone wrote uh, was that the, my keyboard had a well-worn N key. So I had given it a solid life. You know, I, but speaking of the keyboard, I wasn't going to bring this up because someone in the audience who chooses to remain nameless saw my disgusting, nasty keyboard and thought enough of that, that era is over. And so uh, there is a new keyboard in play. <gasps> It's How a, cool is that? It's a fancy mechanical keyboard. It's changing colors and it's one of those cool gaming ones that all Oh the, man. The Our audience is so use. awesome. And um it's a fantastic keyboard, man. I, I did ask the person who sent it, hey, can I give you credit on the stream? Because this is really cool and you've I appreciate the gift and you've this is uh, a new era in the history of the show. And he said, nah, I I, I don't need that. So what? I will respect his wishes, but it is I'm going to give credit where credit is not asked for. So, you know, our, our lovely listener, Kim, she sent me the 
nicest pregnancy care care package and mm. then uh, a gift card for Grubhub. I was like, this is the most amazing thing. I opened it up and I just immediately started to cry. Well, thank you, Kim. And carry on in your efforts in corrupting the youth, of course. For real. I, our audience is the best. Thank you for sending me your eyeballs and all Not the, the ones you use to watch things. the shows, to watch the show. Physical eyeballs in this mm -hmm. case. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to break that out on the show one time. Okay. Who's next? I got to reload. Uh, Phil says our country and its way of life isn't dying. It's being killed. And the people killing it have names and addresses. Well, I guess um, <laughs> a particular episode of that was illustrated today, potentially. Um, but, uh, well, I, I, would I would prefer these disputes be resolved in a civil fashion on the Joe Rogan experience or any other similar discussion platform. But, Many of these people choose not to resolve the conflict in that way. So it will get resolved one way or another. Uh, and I prefer peace, but I become more pessimistic about that every day. Anyway, thank you, Phil. Mm -hmm. Some rando says those pride people are lucky. Those Muslims didn't move that meeting up to the roof. For <laughs> real. Exactly. Uh, but it will be, it'll be out on the rooftop patio very soon. Gary Christensen. My 39-year-old sister-in-law passed away May 8th, less than five weeks after discovering she had ovarian cancer. Man, left behind my brother and their three-year-old boy. Family still oh. in shock. She was fully vaccinated. How do I find out if the vaccine is a factor? I couldn't you tell don't. you. don't. Yeah, probably. A, yeah, w w is that even possible to do? Like what? what no, medical... it's an impossible task. I just cannot imagine that the vaccine was a factor in that. Ovarian cancer is incredibly aggressive, has a very, very high mortality rate. Um, I very seriously doubt it has. 39, though. That's, I guess I don't know how common it is. She probably had the BRAC gene. Okay. So there's like some kind of genetic component to that. That just strikes me as incredibly yeah. young. But maybe that happens, I suppose. It's not like breast cancer where most people survive. If you have ovarian cancer, you're you're toast. I mean, hmm. there's just nothing you can do. Well, I'm very sorry I'm to so hear, sorry it, to hear that. I, I hope all the best for your family. And I hope that your questions are answered. I don't know. I wish I had a suggestion for how to pursue that. I just don't know. Given you know medical privacy and all, that's another complicating factor. Number one is like finding a medical professional who would even do this evaluation, honestly. And number two is all the, the medical privacy components that go along with that. How do you... Who has the rights to that information? I don't know, but I hope that you find the answers that you're seeking. And I hope that, uh, I hope that your family is able to get through this. Of course, that's what, what tough, good families do. They get through tough times. And so I have faith that you bummer. guys will as well. Um, and all the best to you. Phil says LGBT and Muslims in our homelands are symptoms of the same disease. The invaders might save their own kids, but aren't saving ours. We aren't rebuilding our civilization with someone else's babies. Blonde has a plan for that, though. She she knows that once the gay war is over, mm -hmm. then we fight the Muslims again. Yeah. 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 I'm never going to be like totally cool with Muslims. They, they hate us. And our philosophies are diametrically opposed. But like, you know, these people are already in our country. We should at least use them. For their gay bashing, right? <laughs> use them for their gay bashing. I suppose that's the way they'd want it. It is. 
Regal Frankel says, I, I know I said this already, but happy Father's Day, Matt. Happy Father's Day to you as well. This week's Andrew Clavin show was about being a man in this day and age and frequently featured a scene from this week's movie. Definitely worth a listen. Great show as always. That was, I do remember the scene in the movie where he's, who is it that he's mocking? One of the characters I can't remember, but the guy's crying and he's saying, He's mocking him, crying, you got to be a man. you got to be a man. In the way that I can't even, I can't. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's hard to do a Marlon Brando as Vito Corleone impression. But you, you remember that scene, do you not? It was yeah. in his office? Yeah. Thank you, Raggle. And, uh, and uh, happy Father's Day. Citizen 7 says, back in March 2020, Peter Hotez was very critical of mRNA vaccines. Then in March 2021, he began shilling hard for them. Well, imagine that. Fun fact. Interesting. March 2021 was when he started receiving grants from the no. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Maybe it is all about money. That much I did not know. But that uh, I could believe that to be accurate. Chimp in a bow tie. Matt, if you could wipe... If, uh, or if I could wipe one show from my memory to enjoy it again, it would be The Sopranos. Watch it on the same timetable as yeah. the original. Don't binge. Oh, this so is the greatest gift I can give you. By the way, YouTube wouldn't let me send this message. Well, thank you for going over to Tibby. That is a um, great gift to give somebody. Oh, The Sopranos is so good. I think my parents watch it. I've not seen it. You got to watch it, man. But it, it might be a, a show I'd be interested in. I'm not. I know based on my enjoyment of Goodfellas that it's not the mob genre that I don't like. It's something about the Godfather in, in particular. So I will remain open to the, to the uh, genre of movie. Swiss misses says happy father's day for my wiki, wiki, wicked, smart husband. Wow. He's the reason How our baby cute. exists and held my sweaty right foot when pushing and gave our baby his ginger hair. Well, all, oh. the, all the best to you and your family and happy father's day to your husband. Das Pooch says, I heard Blonde mention Goodfellas and then something about having to like something because of crowd hype and thought we were in agreement because Goodfellas is low IQ douchery. So disappointed. No. How dare you? Low I'm not IQ even a huge team. Scorsese fan and that movie is a masterpiece. I, uh, as I recall, I think I gave it a four. I was, I, I, it wasn't uh, among the top shelf for me, but it, it was... It did was, we watch that? Yeah, we did. show? Yeah. Oh. It, it, uh, it was uh, memorable and enjoyable. Yes. Nikki Fletcher says, my husband and I have been watching since 2016. This is our first year watching with a three month old daughter. Nice. We love having you all as a part of our weekly routine. Aww, Keep going thank you so well, much. at least until your daughter is able to uh, understand what she's hearing and internalize it. It's that's fine. the, that's the minute that we get turned off. But I understand when that happens. Priorities. Slosher, Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew had a theory of the chirping smoke detector from the, uh, from their love line show days. They had several callers with the issue and thought it came from, being raised in broken homes. What? So this is like, this goes back. I thought this was a new thing. This well, is maybe because something... they just had to deal with like noise all the time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, there's, this is deep. Whatever's going on here. Esoterica Unbound. A broken analog clock a clock is right twice a day. Uh, and Matt's take on the on this waptastic challenge to the tedium of war and peace is spot on. Overrated is overly generous. The popularity of this flick bewilders me. Well, I'll take it, man. I know that we've had plenty of our movie disagreements in the past, Esoterica. But, hey, where we find agreement, uh, that is uh, that is cause for celebration. So thank you for that. True. Uh, Ryan Hess says, going to have to check out the replay, but just want to say you both are appreciated. Have a great night. 
Well, of course, you are appreciated, Ryan, as well. Thank you. We love you. You're very special. Chimp in a bow tie. Did you hear that Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, the head of the Church of England, called for the canonization of George Floyd? No, I did not hear that. <laughs> Quote, for the sake of diversity in sainthood, the UK is pure idiocracy. That's news to me, but had you heard of that? Mm-mm. So St. George Floyd, the joke is going to become reality? That's what that means, by the way, right? Look, when yeah. I, just so I'm understanding this, when they say canonized, that would give him the title sainthood, of sainthood. Right? That's that is my understanding. Okay, just to make sure I'm understanding the uh, the Catholic tradition here. Um, we're good on YouTube and Tippy. I need to catch up with Rumble, which I can do uh, over, and I'll do that in a moment. Over on uh, Odyssey, Mike Hawk four twenty blaze four twenty blaze and has laid a trap. Kill all Nick Kurz. I don't know what he has against Nick. Behead Nick Kurz. Roundhouse kick a Nick (laughs) into the concrete. Slam dunk a Nick baby into the trash can. Crucify all filthy Nicks. Defecate in a Nick's food. Come on, man. I mean, that that's that's just outrageous. Whatever's going on here. Uh, But I didn't fall for the trap. So, he said the N-word. That's an accomplishment. Where did I leave off on Rumble? Um, oh, yeah, we talked about braces on rifles. Uh, I think Hillbilly Deluxe is next up here. Happy Father's Day, Blonde, uh, Happy Father's Day, Matt. Blonde, please relay, uh, relay our regards to your husband as well. I shall. Hillbilly Deluxe says, so theoretical question, what will Amazon do if my Alexa, if I tell my Alexa to play Wu-Tang Clan, uh, shame on an N-word. That must be a song of theirs, I gather. For a laugh, look up My Little Pony Wu-Tang, shame on an N-word. Yeah, can you do that? Can you program the, the your door greeting? I don't have that. So can you program it to just say I have no more? idea. I don't know. I don't have it either. Experiment and let me know the results, Mr. Hillbilly Deluxe. Thank you. JD1492 for Blonde and Ping's Zofran Fund. Uh, congrats <laughs> you. to you both. Thank you, sir. Very much appreciated. Uh, we're good on DLive, all set on Odyssey, good on Rumble. And I'll give one quick refresh over on Tippy and on YouTube. YouTube. And I think we're all set. Looks good to me. Awesome. Thank so, you guys any- so much for putting up with me. I appreciate it. Well, it's for a good cause, I think everyone can understand. And if, uh, if you don't understand it, you can shut the hell up. Shut up. Anyway, um, thank you guys very much for your support for the show and uh, for participating in the show with your live chats and your super chats and uh, and all of that. If you're listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show and listening. It's very much appreciated. And I appreciate everybody, uh, everybody listening and everybody supporting through the move as well. I'm very thrilled to be settled back into the seat and back at work as usual. So I look forward to that. And, uh, if you uh, would, li- if you're looking for more listing material, if you can't get enough, you can head on over to the podcast page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com/podcast. Find more material there. Anything else show related, mattchristensenmedia.com is where you find it. We'll be back next, back next Sunday. Try again, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a good night. Bye.